1: and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium and It's Uncle Silk.
2: It's your boy at 35, the All-American.
1: Captain Dan. Captain Daniel. All right, man, before we get into all the goodness and the, and the great stuff that's in Gatorland, man, rest in peace to my homie Tice, um, a Gator Twitter legend. Um, just a cool young dude, man. I've listened to the Big Three Roll-Up. I talked about it a little bit on the morning show. Um... It's been heavy all weekend. I think we're all feeling it, man. And 2020 has been crazy. Uh, it's been a, it was an accident. I don't know all the details. Uh, his, his funeral service is Friday. If anybody can make, I have the details right here. But go ahead, Dan.
3: Yeah, no, I got to meet uh, Tyler uh, a few times at some tailgates into that nature. Got to interact a lot with him on on uh, on Twitter. But uh, it, it's super sad. It came out of nowhere. Uh, I was reading the timeline on on, uh, on Saturday morning. Just kind of. It, it pulled me in my feels for a while. Uh, he was a good dude. He's got to love the Gators. I was a UF alum. He's one of those guys that uh, grew up a Gator, wanted to be a Gator, became one. Everybody cheered. Uh, you got to see him grow up uh, on the timeline. You know, a lot of us have been around. You know, Gator Twitter for a long time, and I know a lot of people around us don't. Uh, sometimes they don't get it. They don't understand. You know, Gator Twitter. They don't understand Twitter as a whole. And you know, these these guys become part of your family. So uh, rest in peace to him. Um, I'm not going to be uh, in town this weekend, or else I would have been there. But. Uh, there is a GoFundMe. It's raised, as of this moment, just over eleven thousand five hundred dollars, uh, and they're actually going to donate all of that money uh, to UF in in uh, Tyler's honor. So rest in peace, Tyler. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your support and your help on the uh, the timeline, and and you just being an overall good dude, man. We're gonna really miss you.
1: Yeah, I had a couple of his friends hit me up on 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 Twitter, um, just just to shoot the shit a little bit. Um, uh, if any of you young boys is. You know what I'm saying? Going through something and and, and something's on your mind or or this shit's just too heavy. 2020 has been a wild year. You need somebody to talk to. Hit your uncle up, bro. I got time, dog
3: yeah it was cool there was um you, you don't realize until i i so i'm not sure if you got the same message i'm gonna leave uh his name uh, out but he's a good dude i've interacted a lot with him but he reached out to me he's like he's like hey man with the tragedy that struck the timeline yesterday i just wanted to reach out and say something and i don't interact as much uh with the folks on gator twitter uh or am i in any a lot of the group chats or whatever but i've been on here since i was 13 eight years ago following the same folks like yourself and just wanted to say you matter to me and i care about you i only met tice once and i've only been to a couple tailgates but that horrific accident struck me deeper than I ever thought it could. I always tell people that I love this app because people like yourself that make Gator Twitter so great. I know this is random as hell and probably a bit weird, but as random. All right. Pardon me. As somebody who works in mental uh, health uh, and in that industry, I'd be wrong if I didn't reach out and just say thanks for being you. If you ever need uh, absolutely anybody to talk to, my literal job title is behavioral therapist. So I got you and I got your back. Uh, hope to see you in the come fall. So you know, a lot of this stuff runs deeper. There's a lot of people in our life that probably don't get it, but uh, you know, I appreciate everybody on the timeline, um, Connor, Annie, you boys, a lot of you know, Paul, a lot of the people that I've met, uh, Tilly, and you, know, Chris Warren, that I've made friends with, real life friends, lifelong friends. So so thank you guys, and rest in peace, Tyson.
1: Yeah, it's just one, it's just one big family on there, man. Um, it's bigger than Twitter. These these people that I do, I deal with real in real life, man. Um, he's like family to me, Chris like family to me. Um, a lot of these guys, bro. I want to get into it, Jay and all these guys, man. But yeah, yeah just watching Tys go from high school, you know what I'm saying? From uh hitting me about random stuff with Neil Cool, uh talking about girls, uh losing weight. Um, a man yeah. was chubby, he started thinning out when he got in college. Just watching this kid flourish, bro. Yeah, he's just a good, vibrant kid, always big smiles, you know what I'm saying, and good energy, man. So it's just it's just sad to see him go, dog. You know what I'm saying, but we're yeah. gonna remember him, in the, we'll have a great show, dog. Remember him the right absolutely.
3: way. Absolutely, absolutely. Anybody who was dog. around during the Neil during the Neil Cool days, um, you know, Tyce was a big part of that man. So, so we're gonna miss you, but we're really gonna miss you. So, uh, let's do it. Let's do an awesome show in his honor. And, and um, if you do want to donate to his GoFundMe, we'll put a link uh, in the show notes and put it out on Twitter uh, in the morning. So. Uh, let's get started, boys. Big week in uh, in Gator sports and Gator news. But before we do that, uh, we're going to give a shout out to our friends over at the Thomas Firm. Um, one of our one of our really big fans of the show. Great guy. Uh, big shout out to Adam Lewis, and and he was a a really big supporter of the uh, GoFundMe we did uh, for for my friend Connor's cousin, uh, or my friend's c- cousin Connor. Uh, but the Thomas Firm is going to handle all of your uh, insurance claims for property damage or home and business from a legal perspective. Their lawyers do have over twenty years of experience handling roof damage, leaks from storms, water damage hail damage hurricanes, sinkholes fires whatever it may be uh, they do work all over the state of florida so no claim is too big or too small i uh, just have their number handy it's 813-221-2525 uh, hurricane season is here uh, there's a big reason to, to just have their number handy again it's 813-221-2525 and that's the thomas firm you can reach them at the thomasfirm.com as well so give them a call 813-221-2525 all right boys Big news in gator sports on Friday. Uh, it was announced. Uh, it was Thursday or Friday it was announced that the gator bait uh, chant uh, that is usually traditionally done after sex will no longer be uh, a part of the gator band uh, and will no longer be a part of Florida Gator Athletics. Um, they, when Dr. Fox announced that he was going to be asking the university, or he was going to be removing that and asking the band not to play it anymore, he said that they did find no racist um. Uh, history with it, uh, with the chant that is currently in it, but there is some, uh, potentially some racial um, uh, epithets to it that uh, that makes it no longer necessary for the University of Florida to do. So uh, thoughts, opinions, I know we hashed a lot of those out, but uh, thoughts and opinions on it?
1: Yeah, um, here's my thing. I think, I don't think, the way the University of Florida, you know me, I'm extra black all the time. I don't think the way the University of Florida used the term gator bait was, it was anyway uh, meant to be derogatory or, or using black people as bait per se. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that was the intentions. Um, we know who kind of made the chance, so it wouldn't even make sense. Um, but I, but the intent of it doesn't take away the way it was used previously, right? Right. Um, there's a lot of stories about Gator bait and, and black people being used as bait the Gators. That it's not just stories; it's, it's actually actually factual, but right. nothing to do with the actual university, man. But if there's any great area, it's
2: just a bad
1: look. Yeah. I like I like I like UF for being progressive, right? And just, if if there's any great area, and it may offend some of the alumni, some of the people mm-hmm. that have put hard work in and sweat into this this place, so if it offends some, then get rid of it. It's just a chance,
2: right? Yeah, that, you know, and, I I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you, you know, I can see both sides of it for sure. Um, You know, and I know the school definitely didn't mean it in that way or that manner. But you got to understand, you know, um, especially right now with everything going on, you have to err on caution and you got to protect your own self. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, All right. you, know, with, with, you know, other schools doing it and whatnot, man, we just, you know, we just want to, we we, we trying to move forward. And this is this some of the steps that we move forward, but we're not going to move forward when mm-hmm we tell people that someone may feel uncomfortable and y'all y'all try to call bullshit. Like, how can you right. tell somebody else they can't, they can't be uncomfortable about something, you know?
3: Right. You know, a lot of people are talking about it. And, and Ahmad and I talked about this before the show. A lot of people uh, are, are complaining about it. And, and my whole, my whole opinion on this um is that Florida needs to be on the right side of history. And I think that making a decision like this, whereas it may make some people upset, uh, some people may get butthurt about it. I think when you look back on it in five, 10 years and you look at a lot of the changes that we're doing now, um, we're on the right side of history for doing that. You know, I use this example a lot, you know, the phrase should have never been used 120, 130 years ago. Right. But I use this phrase a lot. It's, when was the best time to plant a tree? And it was 80 years ago. When's the second best time to do it? It's today, right? So when's this, when was the time to never use that? 130 years ago. When's the second best time to never use that today? Let's be on the right side of history. Let's find something better. You know, the University of Florida is the number seven public school uh, in the country. Um, We have a bunch of smart people. We've got a bunch of smart alumni. Uh, We've got a lot of smart people around the program. Let's find something that's better. Let's not err on the side of, you know, oh, this doesn't offend somebody. Oh, it's not meant this way let's just be on the right side of history and, and move forward
1: yeah universal floor is a very a very progressive school you know what i'm saying when you walk that campus you see the diversity on the campus um whether it's asians whether it's blacks uh whites it's, it's a diverse campus so i think they did the absolutely right thing man anybody that that's, that's is even threatening to turn in their season tickets or not support because of a chant Bro, it's all kinds of weather around here, bro. I'm throwing this orange and blue on. I'm, I'm chanting this shit. I might show up in the Corona if y'all decide not to come. This still <laughs> orange and blue, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a Gator fan, bro. There's no chant. There's no nothing. No nothing on campus you could take down for me to stop. I mean, I may show up with some, 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 <laughs> some firepower if you try to <laughs> take Tebow's statue down or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like some outlandish like that. But anything else, though, like, come on, bro, it's a chant, it's a logo, whatever it is, bro. Like, at the end of the day, only thing that matters is the logo, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, that's. A, I, I'm with you, man. It's just it's bogus, man. To mm-hmm. you know, one, one way, one day you, you you all types of weather. The next day, you telling people they can't be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. something. And you and, yeah. Basically, you're gonna say hey, if if you're uncomfortable uncomfortable with something, you know. F how you feel, I'm not coming to the game Right,
1: because I'm not even uncomfortable with the shit. Right,
2: come on, I'm not to be even honest.
1: I'm not uncomfortable at all. Like I yeah. I'm not I have a lot of common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I get more uncomfortable um when the conversation is being had, because then like it gets a little, little bit more emotional when you start talking about exactly what happened with the history right. of black people at, in in, is... in the whole term. But me going to a gator stadium and hearing that chant doesn't make me uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not slow. I kind of know what's what's going on here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we've talked a lot about it this on the show, and we've talked about Black Lives Matter and some of the protests. You know, I I don't understand, you know, where the the, the feeling would come from internally to have that emotion stirred up, uh, because my, uh, you know, ancestors weren't potentially thrown to alligators as, as bait, right, or treated, you know, less than human because of that. But what I will say uh, is that I understand, you know, people that do yeah, have you that. You just feeling, don't want to hear it, right? like okay, right.
1: like yeah, I don't want to hear that, bro. Like that was we were used as bait. Yeah, I want to, so I don't want yeah. to right. hear that. Yeah. Right,
3: I don't want to. You know, address- so, yeah, so I'm, I'm ready to move on fr- from that. Um, like I said, we can find better chances. There's, there's better chance that Florida does anyway. So uh, we'll move on Absolutely. from that. And hell, if it's another Tom Petty song, let's do it, you know?
1: Hey, man, I'm, I'm all for the <laughs> new traditions, man. Tom <laughs> Petty, I thought it was corny when it first started. Yeah. You know, I don't know about this. But now that thing slaps at the end of that third quarter. Stopped. And it, it slaps even more after yeah. this weekend. So yeah. new traditions is all it's all good, man. It's 2020. Yeah. we throwing something new. Maybe yeah, they, we're they they crowdsourced
3: there, there's yeah. no podcast that's closer to the to the administration that can uh, pass on your idea. So or feel free to slide into the DMs and let us yeah. know what you want.
1: We're, we're the middleman, of the yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're the my piece of the program. in That's the fans. right.
3: That's you right. Know. Flagship podcast, Flagship University. Let us know what you need. need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of the other uh, kind of big news just in the world right now, COVID, uh, the Patriot League, um, they've decided that their return to sports protocols have changed. Uh, The Patriot League is kind of your, not your Ivy League schools, but your schools up in the Northeast that are kind of just below that, uh, that they're going to cancel some, if not all non-conference football games this year. That's going to affect a lot of FBS programs. And we've talked about this on, on, on the show of what happens when these schools start to cancel, you know, these, um, you know, these uh, out of conference games. And then all of a sudden these schools have these, you know, weird schedules. Some of them might have nine games, 10 games, 11 games, 12 games, but you know, that's the beginning uh, of them potentially canceling uh, some football games. Do you think we see a lot more of it or what do you guys think the chance of football in the fall are?
1: I'm going to speak goodness and, and good energy into this universe. And I'm gonna say uh, football is gonna happen, man. It may just turn out to just just conference play type thing. Um, but I think football is gonna happen. I want football to happen so bad because I think we're gonna make a run this year, Daniel. So I'm gonna be positive as hell.
3: Yeah, I wish I I wish I could carry that same I, I, uh, I, that I, same I, energy. I, Go I, ahead, Amon. Yeah, I wish I had the same energy, but don't you, know,
1: Why you know? put that ego on me, Ricky Bobby?
3: <laughs> I, I
2: think I think what it is right now is the unknown, and you know nobody really knows what's going on. You know. You, you turn to one channel, is you know we don't have a lot of cases. We turn to another channel, and you know we got a lot of cases. So um, I think you know people are you know up in the middle with it, um, but you know I guess we just got to play it by ear. I guess you know and 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 be positive, like all, all I know. Be optimistic.
1: Universal Florida has zero.
2: That's all. That's what we know. So
1: so Here's keep God. my boys in the inside playing facility by themselves. Don't let them go to the bathroom. Not don't not. Let them go see their mama. Nah. Like, bring, <laughs> deliver the food, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Wipe right. all the food down before it go inside. The actual <laughs> sandwich. All, yeah, right. put disinfectant on the sandwich before they eat it.
3: I think Donald Trump encouraged people to do that a few yeah, weeks ago. Right.
1: I might be <laughs> done on this one then. I yeah. want my team to stay corona-free, man, because
3: yeah,
1: Clemson had how many players?
3: Uh, I think it was like 24. It was a lot. It's
1: insane. They,
2: didn't they come back and say, oh, majority were just football players, not 24 football players?
3: Yeah, I, I don't yeah know.
1: it was 24 it athletes, uh, uh, but were football players. Yeah,
3: so. yeah. Uh, so this, is, this is what the Patriot League said, so I'm curious to see if other uh, conferences do this. Um, they said their athletes aren't going to return to campus before the general student body. Obviously, uh, they've already done that uh, in a lot of your STC Big Ten, Big 12 schools. But it says that no Patriot League team is going to fly to competitions, and with very rare exception, uh, there will be no overnight travel. Uh, obviously, there's a, a, there's one provision in there, Fordham uh, there in New York is going to be playing at Hawaii, so obviously you can't really do that. Uh, but that's going to be interesting to see if there is football, what other precautions, whether it's, you know, no flying, which I'm not sure if a bus is a better example or a better like mode of transportation, but whatever. Um, and then no overnight travel. So there's going to be definitely, even if there is football this fall or even in the spring, I think that you're going to see a lot more of these uh, schools really cr- you know cramping down on uh, some of these other provisions like overnight stays or where they can eat or what what they can do and, and that kind of stuff.
2: Hey man, you know how you know how messed up that's going to be to to not be able to to get on a plane. You got know, a you got a bus everywhere. That, that's so uncomfortable. So you know when it's time to mm-hmm.
1: no, what's going to be get messed it. up is they can't go slap no cheeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that,
1: that too. That too. So they, like these college boys can't hang out. That's going to be the thing to yeah. watch, man. Because these boys want to hang out. They want to be around girls. They want to go to mm-hmm. barbershops shops. Yeah. Go to the mall. Like right trying now. to h- house and keep these boys quarantined and, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be quite the show this fall. Absolutely.
3: Because Absolutely. when I was 18,
1: 19, you was not about to tie me up in no dorm.
3: You? Okay. I'm
1: risking the Rona for them cheeks. <laughs>
3: I, I guess we might, we might, see, some, we might see some suspensions in the fall violating <laughs> curfew, violating te- violation of team rules, quarantine <laughs> violations. <laughs> you want to own the cheeks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's we got some other uh, big news in sports, and that's uh, that's in recruiting. Uh, this recruiting segment is brought to us by our friends over at Roof Soldier. Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company. Uh, so anything that you need for your residential or commercial roof replacement or repair, give them a call. Their phone number is one eight seven seven roofs FL. You can visit them at roofsoldier.com. dot uh, But anything, whether it's a, a shingle, tile, metal, or flat roof, uh, they do do free inspections. Uh, they will come out, they'll inspect your home before. Uh, before hurricane season really kicks off. So again, give them a call. Our friends over at Roof Soldier, one eight seven seven Roofs roofsfl or RoofSoldier.com. And remember the first 10 callers that contact Roof Soldier for a free inspection and mention our podcast, Stadium and Gale, are going to receive $200 off their roof replacement once they enter into a contract. So give them a call. Again, Roof Soldier. All right, boys, uh, this is a name that we consistently mention. And I swear to you, this is going to be the very last time that I mention his name on our podcast until National Signing Day. And that is the commitment uh, of kamar wilcoxson for the third time uh to the university of florida he decommitted from tennessee uh the other day and announced that he will be making his third uh and potentially final commitment to the university of florida thoughts
0: very good uh, <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome back. I man. guess uh, temporarily. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. He's if already I don't, deleted. I don't talk to it during this period. This is the exact reason why I don't talk during this period. But go ahead. I love
1: talking during this period because I love recruiting, though. But I don't do the games and shenanigans, bro. Um, he's already deleted the initial flip tweet, right? Like that's not on his page anymore. So we'll we'll see how how stern this is if he flips. I know the family wants other schools. It's gonna be a circus all the way to signing day until he up to, to those papers get faxed. in. I think this is gonna be a circus. And I'm tired of this type of recruitment and yep. shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just we there. This you playing? You want to play defensive back at the University of Florida or what? Like we ain't, we ain't got to deal with this type of shit, bro. We go get the next guy. Yep. This this is it's, 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 it's pre, like it's a prestige thing to play defensive back at the University of Florida, bro. We ain't got to deal with this goof show. Yep. So, um, I hope he, I mean, I'm not, like his talent, the talent is there. Um, it's not great, but it, you know what I'm saying? He's a kid that could be molded into a, a pro one day. Um, uh, we'll see, but I'm okay. not excited until, until some get faxed in with this kid.
3: Uh, and then uh, a, a big commitment, uh, four star uh, according to rivals. I guess three star in the composite two four seven uh, is Jordan Young, uh, six foot one, hundred eighty five pound line or a quarterback, Pardon me, out of Gates High School here in the eight one three, recruited by Torian Gray and Christian Robinson. Mm-hmm. So thoughts, Jordan Young?
1: Love the kid, bro. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know
3: what
1: I'm saying. Um, He's one of those, he's like the Traves Johnson take last year. Um, yep. There's nothing to not like about his film. Uh, from the punt return to, to everything. Like, anybody that said they didn't like this kid, and after the, the, they looked at the film, how you, if you looked at the film afterwards, you say you didn't like this kid, mm-hmm. you had your mind made it before you went and looked at that link. Right, yep. Oh, there's yeah. no way. Uh, the mm-hmm. athleticism, the, you know what I'm saying, the size, punt returning, you know what I'm saying, like this kid could play football. He's on an mm-hmm. island. And he can play corny. Can track the ball down. Uh, I I sent you his link, Omar. Did you check out his huddle?
2: Yeah, I, de- I definitely did. He's a, a long rangey guy. He has mm-hmm. some good speed, you know. And, and a lot of times, you know, what, what one of the things that I always look for is uh, is if, if guys get to the ball, he's always around the ball. So um, it's gonna be exciting to see right. him in, in the Gator uniform. Um, but you know that that's the tail of the tape, you know. It, it's. You know, do do that person get to the ball, or what, or, or or does he not? I mean, everything. He tracked down the ball very yeah. well in the air, right. bro. Exactly.
3: I also like him. He's instinctive. Uh, I think he made, you know, and obviously when you're watching highlight film, it's a little bit different than watching, you know, full game on film. But when you watch him, uh, very, very instinctive player at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, um, had some really good uh, rushes towards the quarterback. Picked up some blitzes, uh, but was very instinctive when that ball was snapped. Had a couple really good interceptions, pass uh, deflections, and everything else. So um, really, really like the kid on on paper. I think he's got good size. He's that that taller cornerback that that Torian Gray and uh, Todd Grantham like. At 6'1, right. 185 pounds. I right. think that he's going to probably come into UF probably at 195 or so. He's going to probably play at, you know, probably 195 to 205. But man, I really like his size. I like his speed and I like the way he, he locks down. Um, in terms of uh, things, uh that i would improve and i'm not sure if you guys saw this but uh maybe just some hip flexibility some stuff like that seemed a little bit slow but uh, other than that just really really like him as a player uh rivals has him ranked as the 156th best player in the country so i really like that but just a, a good instinctive player
1: i think he may i think he exhibited some good uh, makeup speed on there i don't know what his 40 is or nothing like that um he played off ball and press very well. Um, I thought when he was, cause some guys could play either or. I think I thought on his family show that he could play off ball and in press coverage. Um, around a two thirty four mark on the huddle link. Um, uh, you get to see him get physical in the run game, like fight off blocks, come up and, and smash hit, hit running backs in the mouth. So I think overall, though, he's a big physical corner like Torian likes. I think this kid's gonna gonna blow up if football happens this fall going you're gonna see this guy jump into the top 100 type player.
3: Yeah. This is a this is a kid that I like, you know. Gaither high school um is gonna they're gonna end up playing some probably decent high school here in, in Hillsborough or play some decent competition here, here in Hillsborough County. But I like him, I like what, what he can mold and project into and those that just call and him his a free offers star,
1: like the offers yeah. he has got, they're not old offers. So no. like Bama and Georgia was offering him during the quarantine. So they saw something on film because there's no camps happening. So right. those guys seen someone on film and say, "Hey, let's offer this kid because he can play football." So I like the I like the take. We've been on before those guys before yep. both of those programs. So I like the I like the take. I think he's gonna okay. blow up.
3: I like, I like a, a good, good momentum for him. And then the third player that the Gators got coincidentally also uh, in the defensive backfield is uh, safety out of uh, winter park uh, high school there in winter park, Florida, Uh six foot, 184 pound safety, Dakota Mitchell, Dakota Mitchell had offers from uh, LSU who he was previously uh, committed to decommitted uh, early last week, uh, Alabama, Auburn, uh, definitely some big schools uh, again, rangy kid on film, but silica mob, what'd you guys see uh, in Dakota Mitchell?
1: Uh, I'm be honest with you. I like Jordan Young film be- better. Just to be honest with you. Um, Dakota okay. Mitchell, strong safety in the box or nickel, um, star position type guy. Um, his better film than me was on offense.
3: I was so, just gonna yeah. say as wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: or running back. <laughs> if we don't let we don't let a running back, bro, yeah, put him in the back. backfield,
2: yeah, right? That's what I was y'all talking
3: about. DV, and
1: I'm like, I ain't playing for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm skimming <laughs> the, the a tape. I had to double
3: check. I was watching the right film. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. I'm, like, exactly. I'm skimming the tape. I'm like, yo, like, where's the highlights for defense? They're good tackles. Uh, he's physical. Um, uh, I can see why teams want him at, at at that position, but he's an athlete, bro. Um, he got a lot of long touchdown runs on, on that film.
3: Mm-hmm. What I like about him is that he did play wide receiver. So uh, you know, some we've had some shaky hands in the backfield. Um, so maybe we sure up some of those hands at, uh, at the safety position, but, uh, what I like about him, um. I'm actually gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth. what i what I don't like about him is that sometimes he just takes that low tackle or he goes for that super hard hit. Um, but then there's times that he's very um, you know just a sound fundamental tackler. so um, do more of the sound fundamental of tackling and less of the you know random wrap ups where you might just be a little bit stronger than uh, than somebody to bring him down because that's just not gonna work. Well, he's more but than willing SAC to tackle,
2: tackle though.
3: Yeah. Oh, it sure is. Yeah.
1: He's he, he, he like he he down to stick his nose in, in, into He's some dirty big shit. He's a big
3: body. Yeah. He's a big yeah. guy. So, um, you you saw him even on offense throwing his body uh, around and blocking.
1: Right. Yeah. He he will. He want all the smoke. Yep. Overall, three real good good gets, man. Um, secondary dog, uh, Torian Gray. The defense, we are getting some great guys on defense, man. So um, hopefully we keep this momentum going. There's a lot of smoke out there. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot to talk about. Um, We'll get into some of the smoke next week. We got a big show on the hands. Uh, us get to our first guest, which is brought to you by Brun Insurances Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man Greg up. 954-589-2204. Again, it's 954-589-2204. Big coverage, big policies from the panhandle to the keys. Let's hang out with my man Mike Spiegler.
2: You have
3: now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And then joining us for the first time, actually literally on the corner of Stadium and Gale at this exact moment in time, uh, is the Senior Associate Athletics Director for Administration uh, for the University of Florida, Mike Spiegler. Mike, how are you doing this evening?
4: I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me.
3: Absolutely, man. Mike, I uh, I always ask everybody how they ended up at the University of Florida. Uh, but I guess my biggest question to you is you've never left since you first came here in uh, in 1987. So talk to us about how you ended up uh, at the University of Florida, both as a student and then working with the UAA.
4: Yeah, I'm probably the luckiest guy in the world. A person that has little to no athletic ability and has an office in the football stadium and been to, you know, four national championships in football and five final fours. And, you know, it started – I was a student here and uh, had to do my internship to finish my degree at the College of Health and Human Performance and was really fortunate to get an internship here at the business office of the athletic department and been here ever since and, and wouldn't change it for a thing.
3: I love it. So, Mike, uh, you just like a lot of the uh, the other senior associate athletic directors have a lot of responsibility under your belt. Yours is a little bit more on the administrative. So, you oversee some sports, including men's and women's swimming and diving, men's and women's golf. But you also oversee uh, aviation equipment, golf video, strength and conditioning, uh, football team travel. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what your role is.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that gets all the stuff that nobody else wanted at first. Um, jack of all trades and master of none. Um, but, yeah, my job is to, you know, assist our departments in helping our coaches and student-athletes reach their goals. You know, we, you know, we have a $140 million budget to run Gator Athletics, um, and that, that really works with every team. We have 260 employees, and I get to work with every single one of them in every area. Again, being here 33 years gives you a chance to touch every department, all the student-athletes. Again, we run the aviation department, for example, for the university. So if President Fox needs to get on the jet and go somewhere, if Shans needs to get on a jet and go somewhere, the College of Business, you know, Coach Mullen, Coach White needs to go recruit right away. We, we have that plane. Um, we have two planes, actually. Um, you know, work with the strength staff, the video department, like you said, the equipment staff, get a chance to work with the Nikes and the Jordan folks, you know, the Speedo folks for the swim teams, Wilson for baseball and softball. Um get to do a lot of things it's never a dull moment you know everything's changing as you know in the world and um, trying to stand top of things and uh, create a fun atmosphere here for our athletes coaches and fans
3: Absolutely. So joining in 1987, uh, right before Steve Spurrier joined, uh, you know, Florida is really starting to grow as an athletic powerhouse, but, uh, you know, over the last 33 years, you've seen uh, a lot of change, uh, obviously both in budget, national championships and everything else, but, but what's the biggest difference between, uh, 1987 and then we'll just say, cause 2020 is just too weird of a year, 2019.
4: Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think so- social media is probably the biggest thing. That's the biggest change, you know, for us, um, you know, Back when, we st- when I started, it was a really, really small department. I worked in, you know, I was an intern first, then I was a graduate assistant, and then I worked in the operations department. And the operations department back then was there was three of us. And maybe the operations department now at Florida might have 10 to 12 people full time. And we just do so many more things well than, you know, when I was in operations, really had to open the door make sure the scoreboard was on. You met the officials, got the other team in the visiting locker room, and you played the game. And now there's just so, so much more. It's a show. Every time we have a gymnastic meet and there's 10,000 people in the O'Connell Center, uh, it's a show. And we have so many people that try to create uh, an experience that'll be wonderful for the student-athletes um, to showcase their talents because they are amazing individuals. And, you know, for the fan base to to really strive behind that and be able to pull for somebody. And that's huge for me. I mean, There's nothing like a college campus. Again, I've only been here I'm partial to the University of Florida. You cut me. I do bleed orange and blue without question. Um, And it's the only place that I can see myself working. Yo, Speaks. Yo, Lamont.
2: Hey, uh, so so tell me uh, and and everybody
4: listening, what does the Gator Standard mean to you? Gator Standard, again, for us, to do things the right way. You want to lead by example. Do things the right way. You don't have to be asked twice. You know, when you guys played here, you know, you had it with Urban. You know, you did things the right way. You know, we we, we flew to our destination, got on the plane, yeah. and off the plane it was business. Yep. We did the right thing. Didn't have to worry about you guys missing curfew at night. You know, those kind of things. All right. All um, you, know, the, that's, you know, Coach Mullins brought that back. I think we, we lost sight of that for a little bit, um, doing things the right way, because all the other teams do. I mean, we're in everything school. I mean, you look at, you know, what we've done over the last 33 years, you know it's been actually 36 straight years we're a top 10 athletic department. You know, 26 of the last 28 years we're the top SEC program overall. So every single sport wants to pull their weight and not be the one sport that's not playing real well. And right. you look at we had what 10 teams in the in the top 10, you know, this spring. You know, all the championships we would have won or had a chance to win. Yeah. We want to be relevant in every sport. You know, when yeah. someone's saying, Who do you, who's got a shot to win this year? You're you're going to talk about Gator baseball. You're going to talk about Gator softball. You know, we wanted, we're want we going to do that again with football. You know, with Coach Mullen and his staff have done two back-to-back bowl games. Um, you know, that's exceptional. And that's where we should be.
2: Hey, speak! I always wanted to know, um, you know, yeah, I, was, I was a young type um, when you guys won the first national championship in 1996. Talk about how the school was. Uh, you know, before uh, that 1996 national championship. And, uh, you know, talk about that season a little bit and how special that was for the school.
4: Yeah, I can talk about that one in, in the basketball one as well. You know, uh, when Coach Spurrier got here, you know, he came in right away. You know, he changed the – we had turf on the field. He came in and said, I'm not playing on that stuff. Bad for my players' legs, bad for the knees. You need to put in real grass. So that's the first thing we did. And Coach Spurrier came in, and I get to see him still today – um, is that he brought in a swagger, and some people didn't like it, and some people did. And if you were orange and blue, you liked it. Right. You knew that every day he was going to come in and drop a ball play, and figure out a way to score points. Right. He was okay. You know, he didn't think he was running up to score when we were scoring fifty points. You know, he was putting in the backups. He was putting in second and third string quarterbacks and the backup tailback. Right. He wasn't going to tell them to not to run the ball score. or not going to throw a yeah. touchdown. I mean, he might have done it once or twice to put 50 on Georgia when we went to Athens <laughs> that one year. I think that would be a little, little dig to them. Possibly that was his big rival. Um, but, you know, he brought the swagger to the University of Florida. You know, we had Emmett Smith when I was first starting my career here, um, but it was Emmett, Emmett left, Emmett right, and, you know, we yep. weren't exceptional. You know, Coach Spurrier, you know, I don't know that he was the hardest recruiter. You know, Coach Spurrier wanted to find people that wanted to be Gators. And that was what, you know, everyone around us all were going for the same cause and the same pull. We all wanted to be successful. Why were we the team that couldn't do it yet? We were the sleeping giant of college athletics. And then Coach Berger brought it in and brought the swagger, and people wanted to be around it. And, you know, had some magic in that, that 90, actually 95 year. Um, when we went undefeated before we went to play Nebraska in the Fiesta Bowl, which to till till that day I never saw the end of that game. I was in the parking lot in the fourth quarter getting buses ready for people to get in it. And so I don't know the score of that game, so please don't tell me. Yeah, me I'd too. I, I, I was I, ain't, I was about I was young, but yeah,
1: I, I probably couldn't drive, but I was at a bus trying to start <laughs> and get out of there.
4: So yeah, Make sure the plane was there for the next morning to come home. Uh, right. You know, the ninety six <laughs> season was really special, you know. Um, losing to Florida State in Tallahassee, you know, the way we did, we all felt that they were late hitting Danny Werfel on yeah, every chance they got. You know, and so, you know, turning it around a month later and getting to go play them at the Sugar Bowl, you know, was, was pretty amazing. And again, back then the Sugar Bowl was sort of where we went every year, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know any different, Yeah. you know, 90, whatever it was, 93, 94, 95, we were just, we were going to the Sugar Bowl. We knew what hotel we were staying at. We knew we were (laughs) having breakfast. It was a, it was a run, you know, and then, and then we got off that a little bit and, um, you know, then Urban brought his crew together and. We made a
1: little magic again. Hey, Speech. Um, earlier, mod brought up the Gator standard. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Gator brand. Uh, I think during the urban years, we survived a lot of bad media. Um, There's a lot of controversy around the campus in-, in Gainesville, the football program, and I seen other football programs like Miami, USC, uh, Penn State when when that, when those type of media. Um, attacks happen. And the brand usually take a hit. How did How did the Gator brand survive the bad media of that time?
4: Yeah, I, I just think it goes back to doing things the right way. You know, we ha- everyone has their issues. You don't want to. You don't wish that on anybody. You know, Jamie McCluskey is our you know head compliance guy. He used to work at the NCA office. You know, he had um, credibility with the NCA that knowing that we were going to do things the right way. If we made a mistake, we owned up to it. You know, sometimes you got to say my bad. Um, and you know, we, we did that, right. you know, never, never at that point did we go on probation. You know, we had some agent issues back in those times, you know, we had some gambling allegations, we had things, you know, but you handled it the right way. And, and you took your medicine when you needed to, and, um, you know, turned things around, you know, you know, again, we, we know a lot of stories, a lot of people that, you know, could have done things better. We all could do things better. There's no question about it. And you know, right now, you 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 listen and you you learn, and you act, and you you do things the right way.
1: With the news of this, whole whole uh, with the players being able to do endorsements and get and get uh, paid financially, how are you yeah. guys navigating around that?
4: Yeah, it's the, the uh, you know Senator Rubio put his bill together, the Fairness in College Athletes Act. Um, it's going to be an opportunity, and and we're for it. You know, the athletes should have the opportunity. Just like a, someone who works in the or is a student in the College of Music, if he writes a song, he should be able to make money off that. Um, you know, right. right now the way it stands is athletic department can't be involved in it, so we can't help foster deals, we can't um, bring sponsors to them. Um, you know, they'll have to notify us and let us know what they're doing. Um, some things like that. I mean, I think Ahmad, when you guys were here, you know, we have a we currently have a professional sports counseling panel that helps student-athletes with agent selections. You know, Mm -hmm. they come in, sit in our gator room, and we have a professor from, you know, law school. We have a general counsel. We have someone from the business school. Sit there and help our athletes navigate the agent selection process. We've been doing that a long time. And I think we'll probably do something similar to that when it comes to name, image, and likeness. It's still early. You know, we're still waiting for the NCAA Mm -hmm. to make some final decisions. So it's, it's an exciting time. A uh, little nerve-wracking, you know, will it play a big role in our budgets? You know, will, will the Nikes of the world rather just have the starting quarterback, or will, you know, they still want to, you know, house the Florida Gators? I think it's okay for us. You know, it's right. still good for the Gators to be on, on television and having the Nike swoosh or the Jordan, you know, the Jumpman. Um, but I'm not sure how it will be for every school. And, you know, Amad, maybe it's a question for you, Amad, you know, how will that affect the locker room? You know, if the right. quarterback's getting a getting a deal where he's getting two thousand yeah. dollars to sign his cards, but the whole offensive line is not getting any money from anybody. You know, yeah. you guys Are they gonna
2: feel some type of way and ask you know ask the quarterback to give them money or give them a cut. <laughs> it
4: things know? get
1: weird when money get involved, that's for it sure. Get real
4: weird, I can tell you that. So but they'll, they'll no, I think no doubt.
1: Without, like everything else, they'll figure it out.
4: Yeah, I mean at the University of Florida, I mean, you know, two years ago we have Caleb Dressel is our swimmer. You know, the men's swim team at Florida, we've won eight SEC championships in a row. Caleb Dressel's the fastest man alive in swimming. How much was he would have been worth to the Speedos of the world, hmm. uh, who is his current, right. his current uh, rep? You know, we've had golfers, you know, right now, you guys had JC last week. You know, Ricky Castillo is the national freshman of the year right now. Well, maybe with this new rule, Ricky doesn't have to leave college early. You know, JC right. talked about with you guys, players leaving early. That might not have to happen anymore get a deal mm. from the yeah. Titleist, especially
1: have to like, Yeah, especially like you going like fifth, 6th, 7th round or something
4: crazy. You might just try get this yeah. endorsement money, get the endorsement money, and be, right. be satisfied for right now. Yeah. It'll it'll be interesting how it how it all plays out, and, you know we got a year to sort of figure it out. I think, and and see how make some decisions. And it's not going to be good, you know, if recruiting gets involved. That's going to be the problem, you know. Kid, pe- coaches in recruiting will say, you can go to you know, TV state and you're going to get a, you know, a movie deal and it's going to be worth this much money if you come play for us. You know, hopefully that's not going to way way it goes. But, you know, you have to wait and see, again, do things the right way and you won't have a problem. Hey,
2: hey Speed, you talked about yeah. recruiting, um, you know, I, and I say you spoke on recruiting. Talk about uh, recruiting nowadays amongst all sports. Um, yep. How is it different than it has ever been?
4: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I say on my on my page that one of the greatest things that that I do every day is I get to meet recruits, especially in the golf and swimming. Um, I used to do softball and women's basketball and football back in the day. Is that you know I think we provide to them the best four the student athlete the best four or five years of their life, and you right, Ahmad, you wouldn't take that back, you know, choosing the University of Florida, you know, seeing seeing our athletes today rather than um you know we're seeing sons playing you know the fred taylor and fred Taylor's son runs for us you know james bates was a our starting linebacker the 96 championship team his daughter swims for us so you're getting to see that now that i've been here a long time you know that's that's encouraging for us but the way it's changed again is is this is the is the polls you know what this person's a five star or a four star you know that's not as much in the non-revenue sports but that's really important to some people you know I don't. I don't get in. I mean, I look at it, but I don't get into that. I want to know what they do when they get here, because right. all the stars in the world do not mean anything. I mean, you, and, you, weren't yeah. high, you weren't that high of a star, star guy coming out of, you know, Lakeland. Not, but I don't I think, think I
0: turned start. into
4: an all American. You know? <laughs> I think then they, they gave, gave three. You, they gave him the default <laughs> three. Yeah, look, that's what they gave you at yeah, the default because he, getting... he, he was for a player to be named later. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't even think they unlocked my picture either. I had like a little
3: black.
1: <laughs> I thought it was your real picture. Oh, I thought, you know,
3: yeah. had a Dude. mod, had a mods forty time at a six one. <laughs> that, was oh. a, that
1: was a juice clock.
3: <laughs> he was, he, he,
4: whenever he was calling out me to looking for extra tickets for his family he was pretty fast he was the first, he was the first one in my office at 8 a.m on Thursday morning I'll tell you that right
2: now I said I hunt speed down the, right before the game it's man I, I need extra tickets for my family so <laughs> the,
4: uh, <laughs> oh. again that was for me that was the most fun that you know I had around here you know Ahmad I don't do that anymore you know everything's yeah. everything's online now you know my old days with football. I would be every Wednesday night. I would sit out in front of the locker room and collect the players' ticket forms. See whose mom is coming, is your dad coming to the game? You know, players coming in and saying, "Hey, I got these two girls. Make sure they don't sit next to each other." You know, th- those kind of things. Um, you
0: know,
4: that was fun. You got you got to be part of their lives. You know, again, right. I used to I used to be the person to give out the per diems at the bowl games. So players love to see me on you know every other morning <laughs> where they'd get their you know fifty dollar per diem. For you know, meal money or whatever they did at night when they, they were going out, um, we don't do that anymore. So that that closeness for me is gone, which is is not as much fun. Part of it, I'm I'm 100 all in with swimming and, and the golf teams. Cause those are my teams. Those are the ones I travel with. You know, I travel football still. You know, a, a schedule for me is you know um, everyone works football at Florida. We all have a little role. You know, me it's team travel. You know, I'm in charge of Gator Walk. Um, I'm on the field pregame. If you see a fight during pregame, that means I didn't do my job. I, I used to, I used to say I used to protect the F when it was the F and now it's the Gatorhead, you know, because of the fights that used to take place during pregames, you know, they put a lot of us on the, in the middle of the field and you can only imagine again, I'm five, eight, one 185 I'm not stopping anybody. And actually probably I looked it's probably at the, me. Just probably yeah, me. I'm out. Of, I'm I looked at the 2007 Georgia video today, um, yeah. when they ran on the field and you can see a little clip of me cause I'm on the field at that game doing sidelines. And I'm, you see me run into the middle of that. And I just see, I saw myself pulling Jermaine Cunningham out of the pile cause <laughs> he was going at them. Um, so, you know, I've had that access, which is pretty exciting. Uh, you, you miss it as you grow older in your career and you don't do as much of those things. I'm not as heavily invested. In, I'm totally invested in Florida football, but I don't know the day to day stuff anymore. Like I used to, you know, which, which was fun. I, I, and the most fun I have now is when you guys call back and come back for game day and I get to see you on the sidelines. You a little too much of a mod in the team area with a towel. Uh. you need to stay outside the team area by the twenties. You know, we got we got we got Thaddeus Bullard, you know, Titus O'Neal, WWE superstar. We got Major and I got a mod that we're pulling out of you know, and Major just wrote a book. And Titus wrote a book, so I'm really waiting for the Ahmad Black book next.
1: Oh, uh, it's gonna be a thriller.
2: Uh, no. Oh can't my wait gosh! Silk Sik- Sik- is urging me, so I, I'm, I'm uh, pretty <laughs> to push
1: him to it, man. He got some great stories. He gotta get on paperback, man. Sorry. no
0: doubt, no
1: doubt. Hey, uh, Speech, what what went into the uh the Gator bait decision and and getting that out of here?
4: Yeah, that was a decision made by the university. You know, we totally support and are aligned with you know President Fox. You know, the goal to address racism and. You know, inequities. You know, we want to be part of a positive change. And I think the university you know, made that decision. And, you know, I, Ahmad, I've read, you know, Ahmad, I've talked to Ahmad a lot because I know I'm so sorry. Um, you know, Ahmad, I've read some of your tweets and, you know, I'm agreeing with what you said. You know, yeah. again, what Lawrence, re- and I talked to Lawrence the, yeah. the day the release came out, I called Lawrence. You know, we have a really tight bond when he was here. And I let him know what the president was doing. You know, and again, he doesn't agree with it, and I understand that. When he made that speech at the '96 National Championship celebration, it had nothing to do with what history had shown. But right. since reading about that and what right. was meant by that, I don't think we had any choice to make the decision we did. Um, and it's, I, mean, I get it. People are just still going to say it. But it's just we're not going to, you know, lead lead that chant, which right. would, you know, not be the right thing. Once you once you learn, you listen, you learn, you you have to act. You, have you, to know, to better. you couldn't yeah. continue that yeah we can't, we we can't continue continue you can't
1: get better yeah so uh, yeah, for sure uh what's your relationship like with foley man you, you're great you yeah you're holding a great conversation bro i want to get you off <laughs> here uh, what's your relationship like with foley
4: yeah so he's you know again he's my mentor you know uh i can tell you a, a cu- quick story about him you know again i've only i've only applied you know when i pulled up my resume today which i haven't done in you know, 20 years just to really see what I do. I thought you would ask me what I do on a daily basis. So I had to pull up my resume. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've only applied for one other job in my life. You know, it was it was um, it was actually right after '95 championship game. Uh, the NCA had a job open for director of championships. And again, one of my responsibilities is I oversee all the championship events on campus. So when we host so, when we host super regionals in softball, that's me. When we host, I mean, I have a huge staff, and I just sort of orchestrate, but they do all the work, which I get credit for. Um, but you know, Jeremy came to me and said, Hey, I heard you're applying for a job. And I said, I said, how did you know? I didn't want to tell you. He goes, well, um, you know, what's your goal? And I said, my goal is to be you at one point. It, 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 since changed since 20 years ago, I want, I know I want to be you. He goes, well, why do you want to leave? If you want to be me, there are people that have left here that have wanted to come back and I have not hired them. You know, Mike, I I've promoted, I I've promoted you every couple of years. I'm going to be loyal to the people that are loyal to me. And a year later, he, I I turned, so I came back. I, it was in, it was in Kansas city back then. Um, and I flew there and it was snowing and I got, I got off the plane and I went right into a meal with the NCAA championship folks. And I said to them, you know, I haven't, um, they said, how's it going so far? I said, well, I walked across your icy parking lot and I didn't fall and I didn't spill anything on myself at breakfast. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Because I knew I had a position that I loved and didn't ever want to leave. But I, you know, I wanted to take a look and see what was out there. Right. And I got off that plane when I flew back in the game zone. I said, there's no way I want this job, and they're probably not going to offer it to me anyway. You know, And so I came back, and they offered me the job two days later. You know, Jeremy said, "If when they offer you the job, you let me know. Okay? And I, so they offered me the job, and I told them I'd have to think about it. I'll get back to you. I went in and saw Jeremy. He goes, they offered you the job, didn't they? I said, yes, sir. And he goes, Um, what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, Jeremy, I'm I'm, I'm a Gator. This is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm always going to be. I can't ever see myself cheering for another team. Or if you're at the NC office in championships, you're not cheering for anybody. You're just overseeing a championship. And I can't do that. My blood flows too much um, <laughs> yeah. to get excited for, you know, us winning. Um, and I really thought he was going to, you know, give me a promotion that day. <laughs> or or, eat, or wow. at least a little money to match the offer. <laughs> all right. All right. Back
3: to work, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Zero.
4: Get back in your office. Right. Our right. to do. And right. a year later, he promoted me, but he did make me wait a year. <laughs> I so
0: cool. love it. But yeah, so now
4: Jeremy's my serious mentor. You know, he taught me. You know, every decision we make is what's best for the University of Florida, not for me personally or Jeremy Foley or one coach or one student athlete. Again, this place is going to be here way longer than any of us. Um, yep. And that's sort of the way I I, I live my life here.
3: Speaks, you know, you. this is is kind of my last question here to wrap it up, and and you talked a a, a bit about it there, but, you know, Jeremy Foley was obviously with the university for for a long, long time. Chip Howard's been with the university for for quite some time. Linda Teeler's been with the university a long time. You've been with the university a long time. Uh, Scott Strickland looks like he's going to probably be here for, for a long time. What is it about the University Athletic Association that can allow in such a transient business where people are bouncing around so often to be able to keep? people for so long
4: yeah i mean and for us it was about being a family i mean none of us when we all started here you know jeremy sort of set his group together and then we all for the most part you know we we raised our kids here we are families you know uncle jeremy or you know jeremy's godfather to chip's kids i mean we we are 100 percent all family you know i'm a big fan of the rocky movies um And, you know, one of his quotes in his book is, is when you live someplace long enough, you are that place. And I think we are the University of Florida. And that's how I, you know, not that I, I don't, when people ask me what I do, I just say I work at the university. And if they ask you, what do you do at the university? And I just say, I work in athletics. Oh, what do you do in athletics? You know, <laughs> I try not to get too much, un, you know, behind the weeds because I don't want to talk about, you know, they want to know, you know, why you know, why we, why, why we lost this game or why did we lose this recruit, oh, you know, sure. those kind of things. <laughs> you know, when, when, we, when we lose a football game, I mean, we, you know, Jeremy told us, you know, you got a day to, to sulk, you know, but we get back to work on Monday if you lose a football game. Sunday's going to stink. You know, we, when we lose a football game, I do not watch ESPN the next day. And I'm not bro, listening to talk that, radio.
2: That shit don't even get turned on, Speed.
4: Right? I don't want to listen to, to,
2: to I those don't people. I don't even want to get on social media. Oh, no. I don't want to see somebody else's highlights. No, yeah. I don't care about your highlights. Wrap, bro.
4: <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, you no, know, I'm watching the scoreline so I can see what teams have won and who we're playing, especially if we're still got to run for a championship. But I don't want to hear people talk bad about the student athletes and coaches that I know right. have given everything they can. They don't want to lose either. Yeah. You know, they want to give everything they can. When they walk off that field after defeat, I can see it and it they are just devastated. You know, they want to be undefeated. Again, none of our championship teams in football went undefeated. So, you know, it's be one day one day it's gonna happen. Hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward, you know, I really wanna be there when Mary Wise wins her um, first volleyball national championship. Absolutely. we've been close. You know, I've been to two of those. You know, I've been to gymnastics when we won a national championship. I've been with softball. I was at baseball when we won a national championship. Mary Wise is one I really want to get uh, for her. She deserves it more than anyone I know. You know, she's knocked on the door so many times. The greatest woman's coach in volleyball history. I want it for her. I want to be there. You know, I have a big ring collection, you know, of championships, which is nice. I get to get those. Um, awesome. I really, want a, I really yeah. want a volleyball one, you know.
3: Flex on the speed.
4: Not all on, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's under lock and key.
3: I love it. I love it. Speaks, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, you got it. We, we want to have you on uh, again in the future. it have been a, an absolute pleasure to talk to. I know you do a little bit of the social media stuff, but if people want to find you and all that, where can people find you or follow you or learn more about you?
4: I do do Twitter and Instagram, and usually it's just to... You know, showcase the sports that maybe don't get a lot of attention, whether it be you know Caleb Dressel in swimming but, um, or eight, eight SEC right. titles in a row and the women's golf team winning the 2017 championships. But it's Rocky Speeg. There it mine. is. Someone you made really are good. a
3: Rocky fan.
4: So, yeah, I'm socially – I watched Creed 2 last night. And if <laughs> you know me right now, I'm all sweating because I'm passionate about the Gators. And I can talk about this forever.
3: I love, it. I, love it. I appreciate cool. you
4: guys. We'll definitely have you all in the future. Listen,
3: Thanks for listening.
4: You got it, guys. Good to talk to you, Ahmad. I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Take care. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye. Right. Go Gators. Go Gators.
2: My oh, boy Speaks, man. I
3: like Speaks.
2: Oh, y- it's care man. of me, bro.
1: I swear. Hey, I'm we'll just call Speaks Just kick the shit sometimes.
3: Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I might
2: write to him with and my so hand speak. out like you do, Ahmad. Speaks might get you on the sideline. Paul. What's know? up? He might get you on the sideline. You might want
1: to. Oh, that's my man. Yeah, I need to holler at you.
2: I need to lock that in. So yeah,
1: that's the man right there. (laughs) Matter of fact, call him back. Let's hang out a little bit
3: more. (laughs) Uh, You guys want to get on to the next guest?
1: Oh, definitely ready to get on to the next guest.
3: All right, Cam, dial him up, bud.
0: You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.
1: Uh, first time on the show, we got a special guest, a legend, um, a fan favorite. A lot of fans been asking us to get him on. Got a break outside, uh, Thorpe Award winner, national champ, and the creative gator bait. We got Lawrence Wright. Lawrence, how's it going, man? Never been better. How about you guys? Ah uh, man, the vibes is good around Great. here, man. Great.
5: Man, thanks yeah, for coming vibes on. Man.
1: good, man. Appreciate you for coming on last minute.
5: Yeah, man. No problem. We do that for family. That's How we
1: roll. All right, man. Let's get the elephant out of the room, man. Um uh this week, uh the University of Florida decided to get a, uh do away with the Gator Bait chant. And um you, you're in a little bit of disagreements and and um and kind of stated that on, on a couple of interviews. What's um, your opinion on on, on that decision?
5: Well, you know, sometimes we make a decision and we don't, we don't do our own front door research. And, you know, you just make a decision because you may have the power just to do it, you know. And, um, you know, I asked to, you know, be able to meet with the president so we can talk about certain things because I believe that's what good leaders do. You know, they just don't, you not just jump out there and do things. And if it's a problem, you try to resolve it so you can fix it, you know. So, and uh, I think what will affect me will not affect him the same way. And what for other gators will not affect him the same way. So, you know, I just look at the background of where a person comes from and their outlook on things and what history they have. So based on that, you know, how they make decisions, you know. So for me, I'm just trying to preserve the history for my children. Uh, they can use gator bait. If you ain't a gator, you must be a bait. They can use that if they want, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, presidents don't necessarily stay along with the university forever, but forever I'm going to be ingrained in the University of Florida. That's just how it's going to be. And then my children and their children. Um, and so I have to make a stand on what I believe is right. And, you know, if you want to talk to me, fine, you know, make time to do that. If you don't, it's okay. We're going to keep moving. We're going to make sure that legacy stays in the part. And I hope fans is really understand from my standpoint, aside with what I believe is right. Not with a, a R-I-G-H-T, but with a W-R-I-G-H-T, um, They'll understand, you know, when you do something, you you do it for history's sake and you do it for uh legacy sake and you just preserve what you already said. And uh, my teammates and their their children, their children's children and everybody has been saying that saying for the last however many years. You know, we want to preserve it because, you know, it's it's unfortunately that type of thing happened. But even in the time period that it happened, the slaves didn't own themselves. So the slave master can do whatever he wanted to do. It was a horrific and horrible thing. We understand that. But in the English language it clearly states what you're being told or said in the context clues and comprehension what you're talking about. We're talking about football. We're talking about any athletic sports we've been talking about debate whoever is, we're saying we are the gators we are the, the nation of gators and you guys don't because you're challenging us versus us you're going right. to be our bait and that come come in that component and that competition not that we're gonna right. deliver you like the slave masters did uh their babies so that you know we're just living in a time where, you know, they have so many things going on on race and things like that. But there's so many other things that you can do. There's so many other things I can share with him that he can do as it relates from looking at from a black man that went to the University of Florida that has as well as – But there are – not
1: to cut you off, Lawrence, but there are some black um, players and alumni that are, that are offended by
5: it. Well, you know, that's on them. You know, at, at the same time, I'm not, for me, it's not for me to be able to, to say what well, your offense is not because that's a freedom, you know. And they wasn't offended before he came out with it because nobody said stuff, nothing before that. No, no one. A little so stig- it, uh,
1: also, stigma. Wait,
5: wait, wait. wait. You got, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me call. Let me pick my statement. I don't like nobody to interrupt me. I'm going to give you back the floor. So, that's yes, uh if, if they was offended by it, then this something should have been happening the first time I said it, back in 95, because it was established in 1995. And it should have been preserved throughout the rest of the history as we went on to win four SEC titles. We won one national championship, and it's still been going on. And so if it's an offense to someone, all right, fine, but that don't have nothing to do with, you know, for how I feel and what legacy that I've created. And everybody that will side with me so you know whatever they feel they have a right to that that don't mean i change history because they feel a certain type of way no it's a lot of things in this this country is built on offenses what are you talking about if you want to get real it's so many other things can be offensive but we can't do things in life like that we got to live life the, the bible says about the sons of issachar they discern the times. That means you understand what the time you're living in, but you got to be able to keep the times that you have now and don't abolish those and also preserve the future and recognize the past. It could have been something clear that he could have said, hey, we recognize that back in this time in the 1800s that, 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 that the uh, slave owners had, had did these horrific things to children of slaves, babies. And we want to recognize that that is not what the University of Florida stands for. And we don't mean that when we say gator bait. That could have corrected it, too. So it's so many different ways that you can be able to skin a cat. But if you choose to skin a cat one way and it's like, we're going to abolish it? No, because I'm a a gator and I got a coin phrase that I can financially benefit from. But also, I want to preserve it for my legacy of my, my children. And what's wrong with me doing that?
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's on a personable le- level, but as the as an institution of, of, of higher education, if, if that offends even like twenty percent of the black people that that have sweat just like you and, and, and put in hard work on that campus just like you, if it offends only twenty percent of those people, it should be it should leave, in my opinion. And I think that's why the University well, of Florida. Well your like, opinion is wrong.
5: Like I mean, from, from my point of view, no, I, I don't have a problem with having your opinion, no, your opinion opinions, but I don't think
1: neither are right or wrong. I think I think we have different opinions. Opinions. Yeah. Can't right.
5: But from my perspective, from my perspective, I say your opinion is wrong. From my perspective, you know, you can have your opinion and from your perspective, my opinion is wrong. It's OK. But that's that's life. You know, that's life. We deal with those things and we manage those things. But before you even knew it, you 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 didn't know it before, and you said it too. If you was if you went there, you said it too. So how all of a sudden? So,
1: that's no, happen. I've, I've, I've known this for a while now. Like this is this this you term is not, know, not while You yeah, it's not. This is not know for right.
5: a while. You never said anything.
1: What am I supposed to say? Like like that means you're a bad have, leader. I don't. I'm you a, I'm not a leader. bad leader. If you know it know for a while, I'm not you didn't a. Know. If you didn't, if I can lead a football team. Okay. A whole that, man. I, I do a radio show. Um, okay, so if
5: you know, know something, you should. I know about, about the time ago.
1: I'm smart enough to know that's not what the University of Florida meant. But I've learned. All oh, right, so that's the point. I, that's, the the point. That that's the point. The
5: like, but that you don't have to be Einstein to know that that's not what we're meaning.
1: Exactly, but if it offends even twenty percent, no, that's not life. That's not life. Obviously, life if that's un- what universal Forty just did no, that's it's not life. it's not life.
5: no just, it's one guy who's making a decision. It's one guy who's making a decision because he's feeling that that's what you should do. That don't mean that means to me it was he even not consulting with someone like myself, I think that he's a bad leader because that's not how you clean up your own front door first before you go outside of your your house and try and regulate something. You got to clean up. Uh, you gotta, it's, it's less than 6% of all of black admissions in the University of Florida. That's wrong. Those yeah, yeah. numbers should be higher. There's yeah, so, many, yeah. things, there's so many other things that he can do as far as his job that he needs to focus on. For me, brother, you got the wrong one. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a lion in the room. I'm not I'm not uh the I'm not I mean I'm like I'm not in competition. If you, you I'm if not, you don't if you gonna come bro. if you gonna come at me with something, you better know me. for sure I'm gonna to stand, stand for, for what I know and I'm gonna preserve the future for my children. That's what I'm gonna do.
1: Man, it's all, all the same. It bro, you
5: that did it.
1: Like, I don't I don't understand. It's not understand the vibes on here, dog. It's not
5: clear. I I don't call me a be a 'cause I'm just a real aggressive like that. That's how I come. You know, I, you know, if we, we're in a debate, that's how I'm going to come. You know, so I'm, I'm not going to dismantle what, who I am because I know who I am. If you look at my history, I've done everything that I could, even when I was at the University of Florida. I ran a not-for-profit that, that, that built bridges in the sense of trying to develop young men. From 16, 17 years old, I did that. For years right. and years, years we, we we trained hundreds of young men. I'm still doing it today. I'm trying right. to give. I'm not, I'm not. I'm trying to right. I'm make my you, own to I'm trying. I'm trying to share yeah. with you. I'm trying to share with you the, my pedigree and what I do. So I understand as a black man, I'm a leader in this community. I'm a leader in my community and always have been. So I'm not. I'm not passing the buck on nobody. But I'm saying to you, to to a person in that position. He could have consulted with me as it relates to it because it impacts me. Right. And He could have been able to handle things in a in a more a broader way and say, hey, what do you think? What 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 would be a choice of things that we can do that can be uh, better, that don't don't offend or bring it to the light. We could have did that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I Absolutely mean, do not. That. Yeah. So that's I'm why, that's why, why I'm, that's why I'm I'm doing what I do. I I'm doing what I have to do. Because
1: I gotta stand for what I have to stand for, and I don't take nobody mess, nobody. Yeah, it's just a it, 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 ain't, it ain't an attack. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to dismantle nothing, I bro. It's Me. okay, oh, brother. It's okay.
5: You bro. all right? Yeah, you all ain't. right? We just talking. Yeah. It yeah, like, it's just intense fellowship. It's okay,
1: man. You know what I'm saying? All this right here, bro. Like I'm supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? So it, I'm on. I'm it's on.
5: Okay, on, I'm on a, we, we, it's right? We
1: bro. can have. We can
5: have intense no fella We can have intense fellowship. To have a conversation, to say, absolutely,
0: hey,
1: absolutely.
5: We, just you know, it's nothing <laughs> grievous about us, you know. We we still uh, are uh, black men that 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 cares and, and have affection for each other, but we can disagree right. on some terms passionately. Definitely. Definitely. And I don't want anybody hey. that's listening sure. make it seem like I don't care about you. Yes, I care about you. Oh no, care about I, I'm
1: very clear on that. Yeah, people. I know where you stand, that brother. Now I was very clear on that. I just want to let you know well, how okay. was that? We're on the same page, bro. You okay. know. What I'm and uh, so, okay, so
2: when I when I when I play for Urban, Urban used to always tell us, bro, man, it, it you know, it ain't a real family if you don't have arguments or, or disagreements. So, so, right. so, yeah, right, so, yeah.
1: so I see and I said in the early in the show, if you ever listen back to it, um I said in the early in this show, I see both sides of it.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: but yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. the fact to think that that's what University of Florida meant, or when you made that chant, that's what it meant. You know what I'm saying? I'm not crazy, but I could kind of see how some people were offended. That was my stance on this whole thing, man. So if they kept it, it was here. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trying to beat down offense because I wasn't offended like that. So I wasn't going to lead no group on let's take it down because I wasn't offended. But if it offended some, obviously some people were offended. But it wasn't me, man. I want to get into Lawrence Wright, man. Um, let's talk some Gator football, bro. I got you. we've been trying to get you on this show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, want talk, I want to spend this great moment talking about Gatorade. You know what I'm saying?
5: Let's go back <laughs> to it, family, it it is it, 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 it's, it's worth it because it's just a valid point to me because it it it, it marched into history, and and at that point at that moment in '95, Gators was we was making history at the time. We was 12 and 0. Right. We were going into our third SEC championship. I mean, we, we was we was paving the way for what what uh, Ahmad and those guys did when Irvin was there. You know, I mean, we was paving the way. We didn't have all the fancy things that they have now, and a lot of things now. We we just we just flat out cared for each other. We loved. Them. We was a tight knit family, and 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 that's where it the core of where I come from. Because i you know, I've always been out front as a leader. I've always been the one that can speak out on any platform to represent who he was and uh, as a group, as a unit, and, and was uh, always been the one that was passionate about that. And I, I play with passion. And so it's just the care of what I, I know that at that time, what it meant. I mean, we, 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 we made history, and we were the first national championship team, and we are still the only team to win 4AC titles in a row. And so, you know, with all that, mm. you know, you like you look at that time, you're like, hey, hey, that, that gator bait stuff was a part of that history. How can we cast that away? Because it may offend someone, but that's not that's not the meaning, the, the definition of English language. And and we're being direct. We're saying Tennessee gatorbait, Florida State gatorbait, Kentucky gatorbait, LSU. We're being specific in who we're who we're versing and what is we're, we're not saying in, in, any, in any other manner that that that, that happens like that. So, you know, I don't mean to offend anyone. I don't want to do that because that's not my character. But, you know, I, I just, I'm the type of guy, I just stand for what I stand. I, I say what's on my mind. You know, I'm not afraid. You know, I kick in the door back in the days. Now I just try and knock at the door, you know, and say, hey, can you please let me in? But if you don't let me in, if I have to kick it in, I know how to do that, too. Just the diversity of maturity of knowing how to handle things as you get older, as you become more seasoned, you know, you try and do right. things a little bit better. But, right. you know, I still got Thug Liberty City in me to go in there and take it like mm-hmm. I need to now. But I don't, shit, I, don't, I don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to necessarily <laughs> take that path. But, All you know, right. if the president had to bring it out, out of me, i I like to that there and no. do my and don't think <laughs> nothing other about it. Okay, I like that. Hey, hey, uh, dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is cool. um,
2: you, know, you, you was a, you was around a lot. Uh, you know when we was in school, with uh, you know we was playing and whatnot. Um, with Urban, um, talk about the camaraderie with the '96 squad. Um, and how you guys were in the locker room and how how tight knit of a family you guys were. Um, I, I think that you
5: know when our '1992 class, we we was we uh I think it was the first number one class. I'm not quite sure, but we came in seated number one in the nation. But it was something special about that group. You know, we uh, just everything about how what we did, how we did. It was it was just gelling together from the first day. You know, and uh, and we, we we build on that. You know, and we have some history of you know you have to shave your head if you're if you're a, a freshman and you have carry some guys' shoulder pads. We had some history things. You had to stand and sing sing in uh, in front of the cafeteria. You know, you get hazed a little bit, you know, but certain people know not to play with certain people. So, you know, it ain't happening to everybody. But, you know, but those part of things that, hey, we did it, hey, we won't protect each other. We did it. And it was fun. And, um, but we also knew how to hang with each other. We didn't have segregation, you know, where, offensive linemen didn't hang with the defensive defense of backs or things like that. Everybody hang with each other, you know. And uh, you know, at my freshman year I had my truck then, but after that I had this tangerine cheap Cherokee with uh white guts and uh, you know, some nice rims and nice grill with some little, little boom in the back. But that was the that was the campus car, you know, I park in the, uh go into class and I leave the keys inside, you know, they come out of the classroom and, and somebody else got the car, maybe a line and like they didn't want to feel like walking back to the stadium. Yeah. And those type of things we did, and when nobody thought nothing other. It's just like, all right, I'll walk, you know, they drove the truck and it'd be part of the, the thing and it was cool. You know, and that like, that went on to after I left too. I left the truck there and then the year after that they, they kept it going. But the whole point of it is, is that those are the type of things you do as a family as a unit. You don't, you don't kind of like, oh, this is mine. And this is kind of the generation that we kind of have now—they don't have that same type of bonding, that same type of leadership that 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 inter- intertwines your, the thread of the heart. That this is family, and we protect family. You know, you have individual stuff that you can accomplish, but everything is about family and how we preserve that and how we protect that and how. Those things are natured into what we do. And if a guy can't get up at, at the 5 o'clock workout, you know, I go and pick, I knock at his door at 4.30. Hey, get your butt up. You know, hey, this is what we got to do. Let's go get it. You miss no workouts. You know, <laughs> those are small little things. That's what we do as leaders. You know, we don't have to tell nobody we do those things. You know, guys miss runs. They don't make their time. They have to stay out of the practice. I stay after there with them. Hey, come on. I'm, I'm going to be right here with you. Because those, those are the things that, Makes the, the thing special. Like, no, now you have to do it by yourself. I'm right here. I'm in shape. I can do it with you. You know, when Ed Chester and um, Wally Rich and, and Fat Pat will miss their times, I'll stay out there with them because it was that's that's a sign that you know that, hey, I care for you. I'm going to wait. I'm going to stay here and make sure you do what you have to do. So at the end of the day, we keep moving together as a unit. And you don't feel left out alone or segregated because you didn't make your time. You guys still do your job, and I talk plenty of trash, but at the same time, hey, I'm right here with you, and uh, I think these are things what makes us made us kind of uh, unique, uh, peculiar, as they would say, uh, that we we did things in a way and capacity that made people ah uh, how close we were. I man, we take trips. You know, in the springtime, we're going everybody little city, man. You know, like oh man, they got them gators. They showing up. They got, like they own the place. You know, Tallahassee, Tampa. You know, out of town, Louisiana, wherever we went. That's the kind of mentality we had. We had a great time, and uh, we still was able to take care of the business and just bond together. Uh, and uh, that's what our team was built on. It was built on family and and, and uh, toughness. We, I mean, we was real tough. We was uh, gritty tough. Our workouts was hard and, and it took a lot of uh, perseverance to get through it. And uh, that kind of thing kept cruel and fire the to us together. And, you know, that's why you see the success that, that we had, you know. And we used to beat people with the basketball scores. You know, I like that kind of stuff. Get to take off my shoulder pads, helmet by the middle of the third quarter and, and help coach and, have, have the second, third team get in that game? Those things that we live for. All right, the, the, the second team guy said, "Hey, I want to, I want to play before the second half, man. Y'all go and take care of business. Well, we got to go and handle business." So, about those things that we did, you know, and it was, it was, gu- it was good, it was
2: great. what was your biggest adjustment um, from from high school to to the college game?
5: Uh... I don't know because I, I went to a high school, like, you know, I had to do everything, you know, I, I played like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end on uh, offense. And everybody knew I was getting the ball, but they don't know where I was getting that. Right. And then on defense, I played corner safety, linebacker, you know, so all those things make you have to be really mentally tough. And also, it has to make you being able to have good wins. You know, you never come out of the game. You're the punter, you're the kicker, you kick off a turn. Right. You, you know, you have a long win. So, you know, the toughness of where I grew up and just our background and uh, just the understanding of, you know, what we was doing, I think what would be the, the, the biggest adjustment was maybe the, the technique of what I learned when I got to college, but once okay. I got it, it was it was pretty good. But other than that, it was a pretty good adjustment for me, um, uh, being able to get out there and ready to play, and on the physical side. But uh, it was it was a real good. I, I, I enjoyed every every minute of it. From the warm-ups. you know, we had we had fun in warm warm-ups, You know, you know, you the practice was fun. And we used to kick Coach Spurrier butt, and he, you know, he'd take his ball and go back to the other field. And the days when he beat us, <laughs> man, the seven on seven was so long. Like, dang, oh, the defense that's, can't help us today. That's why that's yeah, why that seven on it's seven. So it's always long. It, man. I, don't I don't like,
2: can't score. So sometimes we have to let it yeah, we'll go to the next man, They just
5: keeps going. You're like, dang, man, we can't yeah. stop nothing today. Uh, so, you know, little times <laughs> where, you know, we beat him, he'd take his ball and run. But the days that he was hammering us kept the seven on seven going for a while. Our defense can't stop nothing today, huh? <laughs>
3: so
5: that was good. That was good as
3: well. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, I, I would be remiss if we didn't ask you uh, about the hit in nineteen ninety five against Joey Kent. Talk to us about what went through your head when uh, when you had that hit.
5: Uh, you know, we had a, with that defense that was called it was like that we developed this defense called victory. And 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 in that defense where, you know, it's going into the second half was like almost ending and we were just trying to, you know, keep them from scoring again. And it was a game that we was we was missing a lot, you know. And in that defense, I'm at the top, like maybe 25, 30 yards deep. And all I do is spy on the quarterback because I got good field presence to know, you know, what is doing and what's not. And um, so I had a time period where, Peyton rolls out to the left, and uh, Joey kind of, you know, finds a gap and go up the field. And because I was at the middle of the field, Peyton couldn't see me. And uh, he thought he had a a line drive where he can just hit him and and it would be a clear touchdown. But, you know, where I can cover ground and being able to close in on the gap, and it, it just created an environment where, you know, I could, you know, bring the wood like I needed to. And it changed the course of the game. But the year before that, I hit a guy so hard, made him quit school. Peyton told me uh, when we was up there with with them. So you know, they had a a, a kind of a, a stigma in their head, like, "Hey, we still we'll throw that away from him as much as we can, so we don't end up like that." And uh, so it ended up ending up like that anyway. So it was good, you know, uh, it was a, it was a good portion of that and help us be able to, we end up turning the ball back over anyway, but it, it changed the course of, of what happened. And we, we got momentum back and we didn't look back from there on.
3: I love it. And then Lawrence, I guess my last question to you is you were a second team, all American. You were uh, first team, all sec a couple times, Jim Thorpe winner. You won a bunch of national champion, Are you won a bunch of sec championships, a national championship. You're in the UF, um, hall of fame, uh, you were uh, CFA scholar athlete in 96 you were in the the academic honor roll for all four years you know looking back on your your time at UF you really left the mark what's what's your most proud uh, achievement or, or memory looking back
5: well I, I think that um, we did what we came in to do you know we, we were going to be the first class to win a national championship I think that was our goal to come in uh, number one and to finish number one is' just and those times, it was very hard, you know, especially being the SEC. You know, it, just, it was hard, it was a very difficult road to climb. Um, and and just with each loss, we only had one to get to that, those two games. You know, it really, it shaped our character. It made find out who he was as, as a team, but um, uh, those things was the first thing. But most important, the bond and the, the legacy that we uh, have preserved in the University of Florida history uh, is another thing that I think that uh, um, I'm pretty much proud of because 20-something years later, and they're still talking about what we did in 96 and uh, and how our team impacted the future of the University of Florida football. And uh, and that's why I am passion the way I am about certain things you know in history and yet that someone I would not let someone that don't really understand our history come in and be just like because they're in a position to take something from us no man that can't happen that way it is not you you didn't know what it took or how it took to get to that point so what it's just like me coming taking your degrees or your education away from you and say it's invalid you know and so I, I kind of channel everything from that standpoint, and then I had some. I had some great coaches. I had some great professors. I had a great time, just overall, and and in the city, they treated me well, you know. Um, and I just, you know, I just always want to be an effective leader in the, in the community. You know, I, you know, a lot of people are known for other things, but i 've always wanted to be known for my leadership and my ability to know how to lead men and in, 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 in that capacity and an athletic standpoint to cause us the, the, the goals that we set we set out to accomplish them overall not just the football goals but the character goals the things that makes a difference and the, the, the things that embark upon uh, now when you're in a quest where you're raising children and you're giving them the the background of who you guys are are and what you came from and those are all things that matter. And then I think uh, the University of Florida has helped me mature as a man in my knowledge and my wisdom and uh, my understanding, uh, but I also have my community and thank for that too because I, I, I'm born and raised in the toughest city uh, in, in the state of Florida, Liberty City, but it taught me some real things in life and balanced that with a great education and, and and a passion and the desire to be successful, that's who you have in me. You know, and that's why, you know, I I don't take too much crap from nobody. I just try and be how handle it. I try to handle it in the right manner. That, you know, sometimes people are like, dang hey, man, guys not easy. But, you know, it's just I wanna be able to leave a mark on the earth that when I pass away, they can say that was a, a truly a great leader that uh that make a mark I feel all that.
1: Yeah, on the I world. Feel all that shit,
5: and man. Uh, yeah. and uh and uh and uh you know, God spoke to me one time and say, I've created you to make a world of difference. And so that's that's my mark. I I wanna I wanna make a difference in the world and how I am as an individual, not just because of football, but overall, you know, make an impact on people's lives that, you know, need a second chance. M- make an impact on people's lives that maybe not even have a chance. So how do we do that? We do that with our lives and our lives speak volume to where we're going and where we're directed in and how we impact. You know, I'm training my kids now. I got four of them. Lawrence, the fourth, classic show and production. Now I tell them the same things. Hey, you're not going to be soft. You're going to be tough and gritty. Even though we give y'all everything, you got to learn how to work for it. You got to have toughness. You got you to gotta be able to stand up for things that you believe in and, and and do it in a diplomatic way and, and keeping your character right but also hey don't take no crap from nobody be the lion in the room and uh and uh be able to be be gentle when you have to but aggressive if you need to and uh, you know that's that's a simple way of how to describe i think my character i'm not everybody's cup of tea i tell people that all the time hey too hot you put it down and i love the
1: passion no, I love the passion, man. I'm a big lay boy, man. So I gotta, act, I'll be, I'll be all the way out of character if I ain't ask you who won uh, collisions uh, between you and Fred Taylor in practice. Oh, of course me. You
5: know everybody know
1: oh, that. Oh, I gotta get Fred <laughs> on. The no, you, you don't have to get
5: him. He already know. Everybody, know that? Know, that. Every, Fred know, that? everybody know that. Fred knows that. Know, that? Oh. know that. Everybody know that. Everybody know that. Everybody know that. Everybody know that.
1: I'm gonna run it by reading it first. You, you, hey, you,
5: you, you, you don't have to run it by. You can ask anybody <laughs> on the roster. Everybody knows. He was a young club. I raised them. What are you talking about? Oh, you
1: raised them, huh? Uh,
5: yeah, I raised <laughs> all of them. Everybody behind them, I raised them. Your son's uh, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. We, we, I mean, you know, anybody that come after you right. is, is, some, is your predecessor, you know? And so. You know, those are the guys I would bring home with me and, and then we'll hang out, we'll party together. You know, those guys. That 21 was different coming
1: out of the backfield, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Huh? That ain't that ain't a normal that? pup. They ain't a normal pup coming out of that backfield when 21 was coming out of that backfield, though. One, I mean. let's
5: see, boy. <laughs> hey, when you know that number four is on the other side there, well, you get your eyes <laughs> up quick.
1: You get, your get your eyes up,
5: eyes quick. up quick. You know, <laughs> I'll and plug that hole. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> the same thing, what you saw on Tiller, it went on in practice every day. That's how they they were able to sustain, right. you know. So, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a, he he is a great back, and, and I respect that, you know what I'm saying. But he, he, he went against the best every day in practice. So how could you be great? There and you I,
2: go. That's how I, I, that's how I felt. It's, if you go against yeah. somebody not as good as your offense or not as good as your defense, they can be tried. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, and that's what, what our
5: offense made us, you know, with all those those great receivers we had. We went up against the best every day. Like, shit, you got to get together. Hey, Carolina us on that route, you know? Right. And uh, we talked a lot of trash. We had a lot of fun. Man, practice was fun, man. We, it wasn't really practice to us. We practiced, but we, we had a lot of fun, you know? Like, uh, like had the, it was fun with coaches and players. It was just a great time.
1: You guys had some big personalities on that team. Who had the biggest personality? Yeah.
5: Who had the biggest personality? Right. Of course, you know. I mean, after me? <laughs>
1: there's no way. There's no way your personality is bigger than Riddell's, bro. Can it really be?
5: Come on, man. You you have no idea <laughs> who I am. Bro. you have no idea. You 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 just probably looked me up on paper. But I, I'm still no I'm still man, going. bro. You listen, listen, y'all, y'all you are my, that's paper, my favorite
1: bro. team all time, dog. So you know what I'm saying. Bro, you I'm, should
5: know then You should yeah, know that. I'm messing you with you, know that. my no, swag, my sauce still, my sauce still dripping. It's still true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I ain't like,
1: to you, bro. Uh, <laughs> I almost cut my Peewee League jersey fooling around with you, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh uh, man, that's
5: what we do, man. It, 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 it just that uh, you know, I will always like to have fun, you know. And I think the mental side of football is is important. So if you can get in the head of somebody mentally, it, it just destroys what you they can do. Physically, you know, because, you know, the mental prowess where you come from and you do something and then they like, dang, he said he was going to do that. Like, dang, that that, that that don't show enough hurt. He hit me so hard. That hurts, man. And then you, you're intimidating the coaches. I was like, hey, hey, you better find another person, place to run. Don't run to my side. It's better if you run away from me and then I can catch you. You know, those type of things that I do to the coaches and the players, you know, you was allowed to talk trash like that then, you know. They they give me a, a lot of leeway, but it was a good time, you know. I had a good front, you know. And we just had like we had great back we just we just it was elation on Saturday, you know. We get out in the warmups and and people come over. You know if some guys want to chat with you as they warming up, it's, man, y'all y'all just don't beat us so bad. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> you better look at that scoreboard. We're going to light that sucker up. We're going to light it up. Trust me. We no hose bars, so you better come with everything you got. It's like, man, this is going to be a long day. Long day for you. I'll be done about, about half time, you know. So <laughs> uh, those it. type of things that about be about.
3: Hey, Lawrence, I got a two-part question that are not related to one another. I guess my first question is how how did you ultimately end up at the University of Florida? And then second, what's your favorite Steve Spurrier story from your, uh, your time in the U.S.? Oh,
5: uh, um, uh, Steve's story. Um, uh, I, I just liked that, that, that my, 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 co- my coach, once he, I got to say this about it. Once he knew your personality, he let you be you, you know, once y'all can have an agreement and hey, I'm gonna let you, because I I had a personality. I don't take too much stuff from nobody. You know, I don't take nobody's stuff. Here's anybody, you know, and so I didn't like to get in conflict, but if I had to get in conflict, I'm gonna win. That's my mentality. And so we we got into some scenarios where um, in practice we 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 went at it, and then afterwards he, he kind of you know let me be me. You know uh, we came into an agreement, brought me into Hey, I'm gonna let you be you. You let me be me, and we're gonna be fine. And that's how we kind of like mended everything because it's, you know, when personalities are different, uh it can be a, a lot going on with it. But the great thing about him, he lets you be who you are as long as you took care of business, you know. You know, he's like, hey, oh, well, yep, 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 that, that's just what Lawrence's going to do. That's that's who he is, you know. So those type of things was great. And then um the second part of your question is that I was fine originally – uh, to go to the University of Miami in 1992, 91. And uh, I was 10 points I'm passing my test. I, I think I got a 690 like four times in a row. I was like, damn, it's not missed, meant for me to go mine Miami this year. And so I went to Valley Forest Military, Military Academy in Wayne, Pennsylvania. That time period I was there. I mean, it was freaking cold. I'm from South Florida. I never experienced no cold like that before. I was like, man this is crazy and so I end up um, taking other visits because you know Miami ain't called me the whole time like ain't nobody called me while I'm here right, well I'm gonna go visit this university that university and I went back to Miami and Florida as as one of my my, my, and I had a good bond with uh, Coach Red Anderson because he also went to my high school too and uh, so I think the most important story about Kospera is intertwined in this story. Kospera said, "Well, Lawrence, you you don't want to be a part of those mind guys. They won a bunch of championships. You want to be a part of something first ever." And that stayed with me, and uh, and then that's the time where I made the decision to come to Universal Before to be a part of something first ever. And that that is the legacy. That is the the, the the historical part that I'm I'm fighting for is that you know I just didn't just pop up here shit this thing ain't happened like that and I had to go way to Philadelphia to come back to be here to be able to cause us to be at a place where we can be a part of something first ever and we accomplish it and then now it can get cast away by things that we no they don't seem right to me so that is a story intertwined and that I sign with Miami went away for a year, came back worked construction, came to the University of Florida, and now we made history. Four SEC titles, one national championship, appeared in two.
3: I love it. Lawrence, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you this evening and, and getting to hear your side of the story and then in your time with the Gators. I uh, would love to uh, to have you back on uh, in the future. Uh, why don't you let everybody know what you're up to uh, to these days?
5: Uh, I'm a developer builder, you know we got a lot of other things that we're intertwining in. Uh, you know, I'm training my kids now, so I'm getting to that start making sure that they're prepared and ready to go do their athletic sports and things of that nature. And so I had a friend of mine who is a uh, valuable partner in our training component, Caesar, and uh, we're doing that. We're doing PPE stuff where we're getting masks and gloves and you know, we're so trying to keep everybody healthy, and, and uh, we're just doing, uh, got a couple more things where we're creating our own uh, cleaning products, and uh, we just a little bit of everything um, that can help create more jobs, more job opportunities. We're looking to in the next couple of years to build our own uh, um, trade school and uh, to to impact the industry of construction in a big way, and do it the way that I that I visualize it, and uh, and uh, just just helping people get a second chance. You know, I always believe in that jobs, job opportunities. That's you know that's true economics. And I, I want to talk on this point. For me, uh, it's not just being surface where you change what we say; It's creating an opportunity for us as black people that was taken away you know, creating the opportunity that where our future in in other environments of different communities throughout the state and throughout the world is impacted because you you as a leader has chosen to give us more opportunity because you understand what has happened. And those are things that I believe as leaders, that's what we do. We get in an environment like, hey, well, let's right the wrong in the right way. Let's not not be surface. And I'm that, that type of guy, you know, I just I'm very candid, I, I kinda of say what I mean. And but my heart is driven always to help people. And because I, I'm a lover of people. Good people as well as bad people. Because bad people shape your character and figure out who you are. And you gotta be able to yeah, tweak some things about your own self when you deal with bad people. Good people remind you of how to love. And when you understand those things, that's what build bridges in life and build bridges to be able to uh, create different communities and, and races and ethnic groups and, and the rainbow circulating. And that, that, those are things that we're, we're, we're trying to accomplish and those things that we do. And that's why it's very important that a person like in our president's position, that he'll sit down with someone that's alumni like myself that has a broad understanding of every component from a black perspective to uh, make an impact in our communities and, and the future of, of where our university should go and the things that we should impact and uh, the things that we should preserve and, and make as, as a legacy a legacy mark and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the time because I enjoy my time with you guys and, definitely uh, I hope your show continue to be well and blessed and people who's listening and they have a little bit broader understanding of who I am and you know, what I like to do and, and those types of things. Absolutely,
1: yeah, it was a dope conversation, man. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I it, right,
5: bless you guys,
1: man. Yep. Thanks a lot.
2: All right, go get it later. It all came okay, in hot at first, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. You're full of
2: energy. <laughs> I'm going to pop up with the energy, man.
1: They thought I had a Florida State uniform on. Bro. Tennessee dude or
2: something, man. Yeah,
1: I was I was running a slant in a Vol uniform. Like, yo, bro, same, thing, dog. Yeah, say, same, same team, dog. Kind of we got the same now. Yeah, both times. Same team with, <laughs> with the Blacks and the Gators. <laughs> we good, baby. <laughs> I lawrence, man. i love all the energy i'm a fan though i wasn't about to see on here and argue with you know what i'm saying um one of my childhood heroes i was a fan of the dude bro
2: uh, it's, just so, it's, it's so weird and you know a lot of people don't know unless you be around them uh and be around them both um but um major right reminds me so much of lawrence right as far as their passion energy. yeah that passion yeah it, i can feel that it, it's, it's it's like almost the same people you get what i'm saying and how they you know how they approach. Um, the game of football, you know. um They love to the hit. They love to the, the be around their teammates. They're, they're passionate about the game. So it's, it's, it's a little bit weird, you know, that they, they resemble so much.
1: Yeah, they got the same energy for sure. Yep.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, before we get to our last and, and final guest of the evening, we got a new sponsor this week. So a big shout out to our friends over at. Um, Fried, uh, Friedland and Associates, pardon me, Lee Friedland and I had the opportunity to chat today. Really great guy. So uh, Lee Friedland uh, and Friedland and Associates uh, are, are awesome people. Uh, they, they truly care about people. Uh, they used to call uh, people like him ambulance chasers. Uh, he likes to say that ambulance chase him because they're about helping and fighting people. Uh, they litigate cases all throughout the state with a passion uh, and a zeal uh, that uh, is doing right uh, and doing what is necessary. Uh, and football. Uh, We had this analogy earlier. They say it's a lot about preparation, extreme effort. Uh, Lee's going to give you that full measure of effort every day, uh, every single client. Um, He's going to handle auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing uh, home cases, criminal matters, personal injury cases in every jurisdiction here in the state of Florida. Uh, Do it with uh, what he says is the brashness of Steve Spurrier and the relentless effort of Dan Mullen. Lee's a double gator, graduated both UF undergrad and law school, bleeds orange and blue, uh, and Lee will be there for you. So if you have any issues, uh, legal issues, litigating matters, that you want to talk to Lee at a, with Friedland & Associates, give them a call. It's 1-800-95-INJURED, or you can visit them at yourfight.com our battle.com again, that's one 800 injured your fight, our battle.com again, that's Friedland F R I E D L A N D and associates. Let's get Roland Thornquist on the phone. Women's uh, tennis coach.
0: You have now arrived at stadium and Gale.
3: And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is the women's uh, tennis coach, uh, a five-time SEC coach of the year, national coach of the year, uh, and four-time NCAA champion and and way too many uh, SEC titles to count. Roland, how are you doing this evening?
6: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys.
3: Absolutely, thanks so much for for coming on this evening, Roland. I ask this question to every player that we have on and every coach that we have on. Ultimately, you you played uh, tennis uh, or you you played uh, tennis at the uh, University of North Carolina. Talk to us about how you ultimately ended up at the University of Florida coaching uh, the women's tennis team.
6: Oh gosh, that's a long story, but uh, honestly, since I came from Sweden to play college tennis at Carolina, Florida was always deprogram in the country and when the florida team walked into any kind of tournament or any stadium everybody turned their heads to, to look and see you know andy brandy has some great teams and so when i was offered the position to come down here uh it was a no-brainer to do so i always wanted to be uh, at a place where i felt like i had a chance to win national championships and coming to florida i knew that most doors would be open, um, you know, to talk to the better players in the country. And uh, it was really a dream come true.
3: Perfect. So you, you ultimately get to the University of Florida and then not long after you, you end up uh, as the, uh, the the coach, you guys win a national championship. Did you expect uh, excellence and success so quickly? Or, or talk to us about your first couple of years uh, coaching the team.
6: Well, to be honest with you, I uh, – you know, we had it was we only had four players on the team when I took the job in 2001. So I had to quickly add two more just to be able to field the team that first year. And I just got you know blind lucky uh, with uh, a couple of kids who were probably under ranked and under recruited, but uh, ended up being uh, you know real all Americans and you know real champions for us. So. The first year, we played with six players, the bare minimum. That'd be like playing five players in basketball the whole season. Jeez. Uh, and then uh, the second year, the NCAA tournament was supposed to be somewhere else, and that, wherever I can't even remember where. And they, uh, in September, decided they were unable to host. So I quickly called up Foley and said, Hey, Jeremy, any chance we want to host the NCA's?" And And he said, sure, let's do it. And Spiegler and and the crew put together a tournament for us. And we actually hosted the NCAA championships in 2003, my second year. And, uh, you know, that home crowd and the home support allowed us to win uh, my first and the program's fourth national title.
3: When you when you joined, you know a program that has such a you know background of success, uh, like the University of Florida women's tennis team. What what do your expectations feel like coming in? Is that a lot of pressure on your shoulders? Uh, did you feel confident in yourself? Because you had only been coaching what four years uh, before, four or five years before that. But what was that uh, that experience like when you you first take you know that on your shoulders?
6: You know, my head was spinning for, for years. To be honest with you, when I first came down here, I um, it's a big job because you know, people really care about uh, all our sports here, in Florida. Uh, and I just felt like, even though we, you know, we lost in the finals my first year, we won the national championship my second year. I still felt like I was trying to find my feet. You know, a few years after that, because it, it is such a big job. I was 31 coming down here. I was like a kid on the staff, you know, role and. Um, but obviously that initial success gave us some credibility, not only, uh, with, uh, Florida fans, but, uh, in the tennis community, uh, in general. So, um, um, you know, it quickly ended up being, uh, you know, really cool, but certainly I think we felt for a long time that par for us was the final four and, um, you know, that's it's that's a tough goal to have year in year out, uh, but certainly, uh, I I, I kind of feel like that's still to this day. To be honest with you.
1: Hey, Roland, how's it going, man? All right. Uh, what like, how does your your recruiting and scouting work? Like, uh, do you guys use recruiting services? Cause I don't see anything like two four seven and or, or or like the rivals things for tennis players. So, how do they? How do you guys do your scouting?
6: So to be honest with you, we try to uh, see everyone. So uh, kids uh, are ranked; na- they're ranked in the state of Florida, they're ranked in the South, they're ranked nationally in the U.S. from an early age, and we sort of start tracking them at around 14. So we sort mm-hmm. of know nationally uh, how many Florida kids are in the top 50 in the country. Uh, in the 14s, 16s, and 18s, And then that, uh, internationally, you know, we also go to Europe every year to perhaps the French Open or to the European Championships, and we track the 16-year-olds sort of a little less formally uh, because the Europeans tend to decide later whether they're going to school or not. So really, the way we recruit is we want Florida kids first, then kids from the South, and then kids nationally um but obviously if it's a super good kid from illinois who wants to be a gator we're not going to pass up on her just so we get a florida kid we're going to take the studs if they really want to come
1: right is florida considered a hotbed for like tennis athletes
6: yes the, uh it's a great state for for tennis uh actually a lot of kids from the northeast Will if they're serious about the game, actually even move down here to Florida to practice at um, one of the academies. And so there are numerous academies in the state. Uh, most of them are in the South, the South Florida area, but there are a few now uh, popping up in Naples and Fort Myers area as well. So, uh, yes, it's uh, it's a really good state for uh, for tennis because of the weather. Yeah.
3: Roland, we had uh, J.C. Deacon on last week, and, and you guys are kind of in similar sports where you have high school players that have the opportunity to go pro right out of high school uh, or to go to college. How hard is it to, to recruit, or what kind of conversations do you have you know, with kind of some of your, your top tennis players in the country about the opportunity to either go professional or come play college?
6: Yeah, I think it's actually very similar. J.C. and I have had those conversations in the past, actually, but pretty recently, as a matter of fact, uh, we've actually started to play golf every week, and which is a funny story in and of itself. But uh, yeah, it's very similar. Uh, we, you have to do a good job on the front end, I think, to uh, uh, to see who is uh, more likely to go pro than than uh, play college tennis, and then recruit accordingly. Maybe we still keep in touch, but perhaps not as um, you know weekly or as heavily as we would. Some of the kids we know for sure are going to school. Uh, we want a nice mix on our team, to be honest with you. Um, if we have eight players on our roster, we want perhaps four to maybe five to have professional tennis aspirations and then three or four, um, you know, just regular student athletes, if you will, you know, kids who really love to train who love to compete for Florida, but perhaps, um, uh, you know, wants to be, uh, you know, a financial advisor or a dentist or something after, because we do take some of our players to play professional events during the school year because the NCAA will allow it. And if you have a whole team do that, it would be a very fragmented off season. So uh, half and half or, you know, three or four would be perfect. That way we can spend good quality time with the professional aspirations and also with the kids who are sort of quote unquote normal student athletes.
2: Hey coach, it's mod Black. So, um, Question: Does the success of of other uh, sports help you guys in recruiting?
6: Yes, clearly. Uh, There's no question about that. And i I've told uh, many people that uh, you know I'm starting my 20th season uh, at Florida this coming year. And the time when um, football and basketball won those national championships was, to me, the even though women's tennis didn't win international championships during that period that was the uh the best four or five years uh, i think uh, we've had um just an interest overall now uh you know we perhaps didn't capitalize on. maybe i was too young to perfectly capitalize on all of that but um you know that the Tebow, um, you know, the the 90s of 06 and 08, certainly uh, we felt it uh, in women's tennis, men's tennis as well. So clearly, uh, when the big sports have success, it helps everyone.
2: So on a, on a regular day in the life of a tennis player, uh, talk about um, the practice, the, the workout and, you know, a normal day um, a tenor, of a tennis player at University of Florida.
6: So we have, uh, every morning we have individual workouts with them. So uh, either Lauren and I will have one or two players out uh, before they start classes. And um, it could be seven to eight. And then we have one more come eight to nine, another one nine to ten. Then they all go to class, have lunch, and then they come back. And we have a team practice in the afternoon from, say, two to four, followed by weights or conditioning. So that's a that's a normal day. I would say uh, a non-competitive week. We have um, a bunch of those individual works. Some kids do them every day, and some will do them three days a week. The individual stuff in the morning. Obviously, during the season, we have to um, pay attention to um, our load so that we don't overload our kids, and you know we, we'll we'll change up the way we train. If we play Georgia and Tennessee on a Friday and Sunday, you know those are two big matches. We probably won't crush them in the week before. So uh, some of those individual training sessions will be much more technical. We'll just pay attention to maybe serves or a return of serves or some doubles or something like that. So, but in general, in a non-competitive week, a lot of them have individual workouts in the morning. They go to class team practice in the afternoon followed by weights or conditioning. So it's obviously you can't do more than 20 hours a week, Uh, obviously that's the NCA rule, but kids can request some voluntary extra work if they want to and obviously we will never say no to that.
3: Roland, I've got a question similar to to talking to JC last week you know a lot of players uh, you know in high school a lot of golfers will have their own private coaches and obviously a lot of tennis players will have their own private coaches do you guys ever butt up against uh you know private coaches that that these players have had or or still currently have and what's that relationship like are they allowed to have them or 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 talk to us a little bit about that because it's a little bit different than, than a lot of the other sports yeah that's
6: an interesting phenomenon honestly um We have been very fortunate. I have not um, had that happen too much in my career at Florida. And uh, uh, when I was in North Carolina, it happened a couple times, you know, but I was 28 years old and probably didn't really know how to handle it as well. I think perhaps the job here um, scares some parents or other coaches off from sort of getting involved. Obviously, you'll have the parent or the coach, you know, every now and then, you know, work in background where they don't communicate with us and they only talk to the, to the player, which is just dreadful because we, you want the message to be, you know, one and the same so that the kid, if the kid's struggling, you know, hears the same message over and over and not something that's uh, completely opposite from what we're trying to teach them in general, I think, um, uh, Players and parents understand that you know we have had success in Florida because we do you know have a pretty good program and a a philosophy that seems to be working. And so, when parents entrust their kids with us, I think they also feel like, hey, the tennis part is going to be looked after as well. And uh, in the rare case, you know, when somebody's working in the background. Uh, then obviously we have to reach out and make sure that we have the same message. Uh, But it really hasn't happened uh, that frequently here, to be honest.
3: Perfect. And then I guess my last question, just because it's, it's kind of big news that they made shockwaves uh, late last year, early this year, uh, when you're one of your most decorated, if not the most decorated uh, tennis player in UF history, Lauren Embry uh, joined your staff as one of your assistant coaches. Uh, how did that ultimately come to fruition to her joining your staff? And then, you know, what what's her role uh, in the grand scheme of things?
6: I mean, it's just been fantastic because uh, in, in my career, you know, she was, the best player that uh, we've had here Florida from a college tennis standpoint, obviously two time MVP of the NCAA tournament back-to-back NCAA team champion so on and so forth. And so to be able to get her to come back here and not just talk the the, the real game, but actually, you know, I haven't been in our locker room and done it, that she knows what it takes to be a champion and, um, it's funny because when I recruit and when I have been talking to the teams, uh, you know, since her departure as a player, I've always used her as an example. And now, you know, she's sitting next door and I can actually point to her and, and then she can tell you her story herself in recruiting or with our team. And so it's been just phenomenal. She's so positive. She's got a work ethic. I'm like, no one I've ever been around and um, she connects with all our players, talks to them constantly. And, and the same in recruiting, you know, recruiting is, it's tougher for each year because the, you know, there, there are more and more programs who put a lot of money in there and they hire quality coaches. And so it's not like, Hey, we're Florida. We show up and people are dying to come. We got to beat uh, UCLA, FC, Georgia, UNC. I mean, the list is long of these places we got to beat out and, She is just a tireless recruiter and communicates with these players all the time. And and frankly, the the recruits know who she is, and that certainly is helping as well. So it's been fantastic. The first year's flown by, you know, it was uh, too bad that it got interrupted, but uh, obviously we all understand why, but it's going to be very interesting to see. We have a very good team coming back, a nice mix with some younger kids and um, some, some real scarred veterans who are ready to take on the world. And so, um, I'm going to rely on her and her message quite a bit, uh, in this upcoming year. I, I really can't wait to see what, what's going to happen.
3: Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the women's tennis program. Do you do the social media thing at all? Or is there anywhere that, that somebody can follow you?
6: Sure. I uh, <laughs> do a little bit of tweeting, uh, you know, every now and then trying to keep it light, you know, but uh, yeah, yes, no, it's Lawrence' game. Come on, man. I just turned 50. <laughs> I, I don't even know what
3: TikTok is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Roland, we, uh, we appreciate it. We hope that you guys are able to, uh, to get back on the, uh, the tennis court here soon. Uh, I wish you the best and go Gators.
6: Go Gators. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great night.
3: We'll talk to you soon.
6: All right. Take
1: care. I had some questions, bro. I had to step away from my daughter's birthday cake shenanigans. But I had I had more questions.
3: Uh, we'll get them on in the future. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, Selk. I think it's time for everybody to share a part of the show.
1: Word of the week. It's that time of the show, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Which is brought to you by manscape.com the best of the best when it comes to man grooming essentials. Got to groom them balls, fellas. Mod, you got to groom them. You got to groom them nostrils as well. Mod gave away his weed whacker, um, which was kind of brilliant. He repackaged it for Father's Day.
0: Yeah, um, man.
1: Me being a frugal guy that I am, I'm mad that he beat me to that idea. But <laughs> I need Manscaped to send me some new stuff, man. Give me the. I want to try the straight razor, all that stuff. Everything's been slapping, man um the weed whacker i use it regularly uh skin the skin uh technology works well with it, with both uh, the lawnmower 3.0 in the shower and also the weed whacker so fellas groom and take care of yourself use coupon code sg at checkout for 20 off and free shipping your boss will thank you we got daniel i'm very good Pepper daniel word of the week
3: yeah, so Ahmad didn't have a word of the week this week, so and I don't have a word of the week necessarily, so we're gonna do a uh, just a, a little phrase of the week. So it's kind of two versions of this, just the the last word has changed. So Ahmad, if I say I'm gonna go see a man about a dog, or I'm gonna go see a man about a horse. What does that mean?
2: Yeah, I I knew I knew what the what the horse. I think for. there's
1: different meanings, bro. Because yeah, so,
2: well, I don't know. <laughs> I know one of them is like people say it because they don't want somebody to know where they're going.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. But my, my grandmother told me, because I said it one time. My grandmother told me that's for women to say. Cause going to see a man by the dog isn't like it's like a little perverse a little bit. That's what my grandmother told me. So I never would say that.
3: Interesting. Huh. Oh. Oh. I always and, and maybe I was the one being fooled the whole time, right? Maybe I don't know. way on, on which right? part of the country
1: you're from, man. It's yeah, all cut yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like good. my one. My grandmother used to say is uh, I used to ask her where she was going. She said, "Hell, if I don't pray." <laughs>
0: what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> where are you going? Hell, if I don't pray. That that's my favorite one right there.
3: Oh, good. You guys have yeah, any I'm other? Uh, what else did your your grandparents used to say? I remember. Um, you know, I had a, 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 the, a the pastor of my church growing up canceled. <laughs> yeah, don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. I remember the pastor of the church that I went to when I was real young. Every time you'd see me, you be got, like, you're growing like a weed tiger. Um, <laughs> or I was, uh, or when people would say, uh, you know, the last time I saw you, you were knee high to a grasshopper.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you look just like your daddy. <laughs> oh, I don't, bro. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, bro
2: I just want to look like mom nowadays I love you dad <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't shake it that was, that was a hell of a show boys
1: Oh, uh, definitely man shout out to my man again man Tyler Hall this is a Tyler Hall show bro we yeah. did not know I did not know Lawrence Wright was coming on him before we got on so this turned out to be a dope show than I thought man rest in peace to the kid yeah for sure
3: so why don't you take
1: us out? Uh, same corner, same time next week. Fellas, uh, take us out of here with some Lil Wayne, man. I miss my dogs. From the legendary Carter One album.
3: Man, I miss my dogs.
1: Eat.
3: Snap, man. Missle- I missle- I
1: missle- man, oh, I miss my dogs. Right you mumble rapping, bro. Get out of here. I, like, don't, I don't want to
3: flex on everybody.
2: Hey,
1: it's sound like a Wayne bar. It's not like a future bar for us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
1: man. Same corner, same time. Man. We out of here.
2: What's up?
7: call him motherfucker yeah and in my building, I must keep it real And man, I miss the times We would shine, you would keep me on your side You would teach me how to ride And you would teach me how to pride Then we get on the line and go over our lines We were in the same position And that's when you change position. Shit, I never change and I miss you And it's strange, but I never forget you Though that ain't you and them bitches on me And I know that ain't you with that dissing on me That's why I never replied And never will, just let them live phony If you ever died, I swear I God, I got your kids on me What's mine and says I gotta give homie. me And yeah we still a homie and this bitch on me Yeah cash money still a shit on me Shit homie What's really real is you feeling me, nigga. That hot boy shit still in me, nigga. Word to Kicker, nigga. And I ain't got time to speak to history. I miss you and I know you missing me. Chisel, but man, I miss my dog. Many nights from hopping, many nights you were blowing yeah. trees, many yeah. nights you were hustling. Yeah. Man, I miss my dog. Me and you through thick and thin, yeah. me and you to the very end. For yeah. only oh, you, I'm sending. Yeah. Yeah. I miss my dog.
0: I'm up high, baby And I ain't doing glowing dream And I ain't doing hustling Man, I miss my tone yeah. yeah. and yeah. yeah. you through Me and you
7: yeah. to the very end yeah. but Only you hustling, nigga yeah. yeah. And I remember when you came to the click I had already made my name in the clique. But you got famous and shit I got my soldier rack and dang for my shit I was on just to hang with you shit And I banged to the boogie Bang, bang with your click And I ain't even from the three My hood was angry at me Shit but I rose to my feet, played the post with the heat at them shows while you performed in pose. I was waiting for a nigga to jump. See, I was patient but was ready to dump. Cause you my brother, jump. Real G's, never buckle up. But every family ain't filled with gangsters. That's real. And that's real. And I would never turn my back or turn you down. Even if you turn around, motherfucker. But history is history. I miss you, and I know you missing me, Juvin. But man, I miss my dog. Yeah. In an ice club, hopping. Yeah. In the night, blowing trees. Yeah. In the night, you were hustling. Yeah. Man, I miss my dog. Taking yeah. you through thick and thin. you to the very yeah. end. Or all of you, I was in the yeah. Man, I miss my dog. Yeah. I love hot and then I do a flowing dream, and then I do a hustle, and I miss my goal. Being you through thick and you to the very end. Yeah. Only you, I'm saying, yeah. yeah. You was my nigga, my nerd, my joy, my hurt, my man. Motherfucking man, up My other, my partner I was teaching, he was father I still teach school, we chill We move, we dug, we hung We ate, we slept We live, we died, I stayed You left, remember how we Played to the left, and we stayed Out of trouble, cause we stayed to ourselves. Remember slimming, people leaving And the keys over, tell me not to Go uptown, and we went straight to the No, yeah, while I watch you Reunite with your soldiers, and your Moms and brother While I lied to the stunner Yeah, those were the times, my brother Now I recognize real And now I'm my brother Yeah, nigga, Samaj, my brother Disguise my brother The niggas you left behind Moms is my, my brothers Yeah and I feel high Men and I feel low intrigue Men and, and I feel hustling Man, I J-L. miss my goal Me and you, nigga, nigga Me and you, in the very end For only you, I'm the for high beam, and the night, for the tree, trees, and the night, for yeah. oh, hustling man, I yeah. miss my soul. Million you, yeah. thick thin, million you yeah. to the very end, for only you, yeah. I'm a sinner. Yeah.